Whovians, hop in your TARDIS. You're listening to Doctor, huh? huh? How did nobody ever catch huh? this terrible thief? Why are they on a bus? What's that? Public transit? I don't even know. I'm Jordan, and I'm saluting. I'm your screaming, flaming, celebrating skeleton, Sam. <laughs> and we have a guest this week. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Janos, and I'm the one who knocks four times. <laughs> ah! Damn. Ah, I don't ah! know what that means yet. Oh, it's no! very scary. <laughs> You'll find out very soon or never. <laughs> or never. <laughs> or never, yeah, that's right. That uh, sure hello, pays off so well. Or not. You... I may be joking. We'll be so excited in like two years when we're watching an episode and someone like knocks on the door four times and the uh-huh. doctor, we get a close up on his face and he starts sweating and and sweating profusely and we'll go, what? Yeah, you're going to have to keep our... knock watch uh, from here on. Yeah, knock there. watch. Every time someone knocks on a door, we have to tell people, we have to tell our listeners how many times Question. the door was knocked upon. Yeah. Is there ever a time on this show... When he knocks on a door, and they say, who's there? And he says, the doctor. doctor who. And they say, the doctor who? And he says, yes. He just opens his mouth and the theme song comes out. Yeah. Does that ever happen? Yeah. yeah every, every episode, episode actually. Shit, I... Oh, it's the fucking the fucking streaming thing. It it always does the like skip intro, so I miss yeah, it every yeah. time. That's the intro. Ever since the ever since uh, the the uh, what was it called? The Unearthly Child, starring William Hartnell as the first Doctor. That's the first line of the show. I actually can't believe you called that one. That's a good episode. <laughs> Is it good? I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested the, to see the what... very first. I think it's one of the best like pilots of like any wow. show. The, the first episode, and it. then... Yeah, that's a shame that we have, a, like, a one And then one there's, like, in... three other parts that... Like, it's, like, a four-parter, and the first episode is kind of standalone, and it's really cool, and then the rest is okay. But the the, mm. the actual very first is really good. Well, now that, that raises a question for me, which is, Janos, how much Doctor Who have you seen? I have seen some. Uh, I I was really into Doctor Who at the age and time when you were... When, like, people were into Doctor Who. When, you know, people our age would be... Would have been into Doctor Who, so like. So you were like fourteen ish, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, like fifteen, sixteen, uh, yeah. until like until I, was, until I was eighteen. Who? The the guy who was on TV at that point was Matt Smith. Mm. Uh, okay, so so we're like roughly the same age. Yeah. Then. Now, is there something about Matt Smith that there's something you about watching? <laughs> Did you stop watching? No, actually somewhere not. Around, uh, really? Oh, okay. I uh, I watched until like the second season of Peter Capaldi. And I didn't hate it. Like, I I still enjoyed the Capaldi era, but then there was, like, a year break, and I guess I changed as a person. And there was a new season of Doctor Who, and I just, like, stopped paying attention. And then I never missed it. And then when the first Jodie Whittaker episode came out, I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. And then I stopped. Oh, so you're telling me you're a huge misogynist. I hate women. women. <laughs> I remember, no. actually, on... Because, uh... You know, we're we're Twitter mutuals, and I do remember when they announced Jodie Whittaker, you being like, I guess we're gonna have to start referring to the Doctor as they, them. I remember you saying that on Twitter, so. Yeah, it was. It makes uh, a lot of sense. The do- the Doctor? Doctor! Okay, but uh, back in the realm of things that are true, this is <laughs> Series 4, I don't know how to talk about this, this is, this is 2008 special? This is the Series two? 4... One of the series four specials is one of yep. three specials 
It's no, no, no. It's the second of five specials after Jesus series Christ. four. Planet of the Dead, written by Russell T. Davies and Gareth Roberts. Don't look him uh, up on Wikipedia. I looked him directed, up on Wikipedia. He's a transphobe. Directed by James Strong. Certified British moment. This, this do you even need episode. to do you even need to like qualify? If you say this guy is bad and also this guy is British, then yeah, you the can make your own con- just conclusions. Like, yeah, exactly. There's I a lot like, of reasons that a British person can be bad, but that's like the the most. That's like Occam's razor. Yeah, <laughs> we I mean, call that is... one. We call that one. We call that one. Uh, Linen's razor. I would say Linen's usually razor. you like find the like personal life section or like it's rare that there's like a dedicated <laughs> Transpho- <yeah>. transphobic comments <laughs> section. You get that one. You get that one upon birth in in the UK. I'm pretty sure it's really it's like, nasty it's like and also like. It's also like one of the dumbest like transphobic things I've ever heard. Like it's not yeah, one it's I very, commonly heard. It's it was a, kind of a bold new take on transphobia <laughs> that I've that I haven't seen before. Anyways, <laughs> we don't need to dwell on it. I don't think. But I will say, I uh, in 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 regards of like this being like in this weird like in between season specials, time brings me to the w- weird situation that I have watched like most of New Doctor Who up until like the middle of Capaldi, but I skipped mm-hmm. the specials between, like, after the end of season four, uh, up until, I skipped right ahead to, like, the final one, like, the final Who? From what we've seen so far, you probably aren't missing out. Exactly, because that's why, like, I was just, they were, the companions were all, like, celebrity guest stars, but they were yeah. celebrities who you only know if you're British. I was gonna say, but I have no I, fucking clue who this the, lady is. Legend of the Sea Devils, we had Yaz and Dan the Man. This time, just all the companions are, like, on vacation or something. It's Easter, yeah. for the record. It's the Easter special. Yaz and Dan are British celebrities. They play Yaz and Dan on Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> okay. Well, that's but... the other thing with the companions, is that season four ended in a way, I'm not gonna spoil, like, how exactly, but it kind of did, like, a weird fake-out thing, where it was, like, you'd think it ends, but then it didn't, and then... There's a couple of specials. Mm, like the extra Sherlock scene. Exactly, yeah. And there are a couple of specials were like tacked on. And, was, but you was knew it a... was going to be the end of David Tennant. So it was like, it felt like pointless to watch like a Christmas special where there's like a British celebrity as the Doctor. He's just company. waiting out his, uh, he's waiting out his last few episodes of his life. Is this, uh, was this Martha? Or sorry, was this Donna? Was the season four companion? Is yes. that who he, okay. I think so. Damn! What a what a what a spoilers! Loss. Now I know there's someone named Donna. Uh, what did what did we all think of this episode? Eh, it was all right. I thought it was fine. It's fine. So here's the thing: this is the first time I'm watching Doctor Who in many years, and uh-huh. just the act. I will say the act of watching Doctor Who feels a lot more cringe than I remembered. Like, especially, like... <laughs> yeah, this, uh, you gotta... Hey! This is kind of the, the thing I was thinking about when we do have guests on this, is that we are asking them to step into the wibbly-wobbly world of Doctor mm-hmm. Who. With Whatever, we've made people watch The Secret Life of the American <laughs> yeah, Teenager. But like, That's that way one, worse. It's not cringe to watch The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Disagree. There's a you special sit- type of, like, embarrassments that you get from, I 100% like, mid-2000s Tiabu culture. It's because for a lot of people, this is like opening up your your old MySpace yeah. page from when uh, you were you were like. Imagine if I sat you down, Sam, and asked you to talk about the contents of your MySpace. Do you think that would no be no no? 
Exactly. And that's what you're asking. I mean, if you've never watched Doctor Who, it might be different. But for people like us, uh, the, the, the damaged, <laughs> the damaged post cringe teenagers were confronting a part of ourselves that was like it's funny very, that you say yeah. this because literally a couple episodes ago you used the phrase i'm cringe but i'm free to talk I, about how much you were enjoying watching doctor i am who. enjoying doctor who it's been fun to watch it's much better than kylex why but that doesn't but I, but what is the first half of that statement <laughs> i'm cringe i don't know but i wasn't I'm, listening i think yeah, I'm this cringe, is but I'm free. this is also like an episode that is like especially like i think the episode is like all right. I was very confused by the plot. Like it was like, so the I was following it like fine up until a certain point, and then I just completely had no idea what was happening. I really liked the parts that were written by Russell T Davies, but uh-huh. all the parts written by <laughs> Gareth Roberts just kind of had this no nasty good. stank on them that I didn't. It was kind of cool that they had the like in the bottom right corner. It showed you which writer <laughs> wrote each individual line, so you could follow. Along. Oh yeah, we we were watching the High School Musical annotated edition, by the way, where they would have little pop ups that say Russell wrote this part. This episode has like a way too long Wikipedia page for like how inconsequential the actual episode is. That's kind of how all the Doctor Who episodes are. I, it, they, they feel over the episode itself. I also thought was way too long. Yes, yes, it was an hour, which was there was extra fifty. Like for for no to no benefit, by the way. That was the other thing when I heard you asked me to do one of the specials. They drive yeah. the bus out of the wormhole, and everyone claps and laughs and cheers, and you for five minutes, and then you say, "Ah, the episode's <laughs> over," and then they start shooting at stingrays for another five minutes. I can't deal with the amount of this show from what Lily, from what, what little we've seen of it so of far. People clapping, people applauding for the doctor. <laughs> It's so crazy you know? how, like, 45 minutes is, like, a perfectly fine, like, amount of time to watch Doctor Who, but then when it's just, like, 10 minutes longer, it drags so much. It well, just because sucks. they have to put in a little slapstick scene of some British stand-up God. comedian you're not familiar oh, with yeah. flailing with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, that was the other thing minutes. I was going to say about, like, this, the distinct brand of cringe that this episode has. I think it's, like, because, like, the... By the end of season four, like, it got, like, really dour. Like, I read something Rosity Davis said about this, that it got, like, really dour at that point, and they were like, let's put some fluff into it. Let's make him say, no, like, a lot of let's one-liners, and let him, let him and Michelle Ryan, like, play off each other in, like, a way that they don't really have chemistry, but they keep repeating to each other that they do. Yeah, mm. it was very funny seeing the doctor and and his his famous celebrity companion go. We're a perfect couple. <laughs> this is we're just you're sh- she's just like me for real for real. Like no. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, shall we shall we get into it then? <laughs> yeah. We begin at the International Gallery, not the National Gallery. Don't get fucking twisted. We begin uh, with a heist, like a, there's... a real Honest a to real goodness. shit heist. It's a real shit it's heist a uh, for a real shit artifact. This is I would school simply play. not do it this way. This is school play level goblet that she is stealing. <laughs> it you can see the paint, the gold paint on the on the cup. Hey, that's real gold paint. It's expensive as hell. This heist working depends on like all the guards just like staring into one direction like that's the only way this heist depends on them putting the precious golden goblet underneath a hole in the skylight and then making a laser wall but no laser ceiling i mean laser ceilings are expensive um yeah i didn't (laughs) 
I just, I just love that they, they have open laser grid under skylight and all the guards are facing away from the cup. But the reason for that, I have a, I have a hypothesis for you, Sam. The reason if they were facing each other is that if, if the thief they would all fire, down, they would all fire and kill each other instantly, just like in the last episode we watched. You know, we talk, we talk though about how this, this heist succeeding depends on some real stupid shit. The heist failing also depends on some real <laughs> stupid shit. Like, for example, when the masked thief Mission Impossible's down from the ceiling and replaces the golden goblet with a Maneki Neko, she uses one that is really like creaky and loud, <laughs> so they immediately know. I just I like to replace my golden artifact with a with a with an alarm clock. <laughs> the- <laughs> hey, the goblet's creaking again. Tell it to shut up. But then she she goes back up through the roof, and then we cut to her back inside the museum, like ha, got away from them, and then she takes off her mask for no reason. Well, we have to see the famous British property how... that we like. This is Michelle Ryan, who, like, on the production page of uh, who who of is this... this? I don't. She's an EastEnders lady. Oh, she was okay. in Michelle Ryan's casting uh, attracted media attention owing to Ryan's recent relatively high-profile roles in EastEnders, Jekyll, Bionic Woman, and Merlin. Jekyll. We've all seen Jekyll. All of these. Wait, hold on a second. And she played opposite Billy Piper on Mansfield Park. This country is too small. There's not enough people in this country because they're all well, on that's, the TV, all on the TV shows together. That's, Ryan, that's an American saying that, so I don't know that we necessarily... No, Russell T. Davis just, commented on this that Michelle is one of the most sought-after young actors in the country. I I don't know about that, Rus, Rusty. I'm not sure I mean, about that. <laughs> He probably has better perspective than we do. Literally just, one of her credits on Wikipedia is for this one-off role on Doctor Who. So, nice Well, career, she was so sought after that they all fought <laughs> over her and then they all they died. died. They couldn't they give her any more each roles. Other in a big circle. I, um, to be I, fair, I, Doctor Who is a very big popular show. I it's not like this true. isn't notable. You have to assume that like EastEnders is just so huge in the UK. Here I was mean, I, a, I hear it referenced on every comedy show that I yeah. watch. Here was a detail I actually kind of liked, where um, the thief lady hops on a bus to escape from the police, mm-hmm. um, and she she tries to like pay for the bus, and she goes, "What's that thing called again? Lops- lobster card?" And the guy's like, "No, it's an oyster card." And she says, "Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I don't know." Uh, and I was like, "Oh, is she an alien? Is she from outer space?" <laughs> no, it's just that she's wealthy and doesn't she's know what rich. public. Tra- she doesn't know how public transportation. She's works. the aristocracy, okay, also which uh, which is cool. Yeah, and we like it. She said something um, that I didn't understand, which was, "I only use my oyster card when there's an R in the month." And he yeah. says, "It's April." I think the joke. Here- this is this is little like one of those great like Doctor Who jokes where it's like so funny. way too much setup for what the payoff is and uh, <laughs> it just doesn't quite and it's edited like in a way where like it's I don't know just so many of these quips are like delivered in a way where you you know you're supposed to laugh but it like doesn't really spike joy. This show I needs just, a laugh. This show I just made a, a note track. that th- that this joke might make sense to British people. But I, I think the joke it. is something like that you only eat oysters, or that there's there's only oysters in seasons where there's an R in the month or something. Oh, is that is that true? I don't know. I've heard of that from like other from like fish, like certain types of fish. Oysters are month. That's where I buy all my oysters. Yeah, okay, that is a thing. They they say you should only eat oysters if the month has an R in it. 
That's why I'm always eating oysters in June. Anyways. Great. Um, she, instead of paying for the bus with an oyster card, which she doesn't have because she's a filthy uh, rich person who doesn't know how to take the bus, uh, she gives the driver some diamond earrings and he's like, all right. That's fine. Not to cinema sins during this episode, but like, if you're like a master thief heist person, you should have like an escape route where you like have the. Why didn't she have like a getaway? We we don't we didn't talk about it, but when she runs outside of the museum as the alarm is going off, her getaway driver is being arrested. Oh yeah, she's like she's like goodbye lover and smirks, which is entirely her fault again because she put down a loud creaking mechanical cat behind instead of anything. I mean, you should have a plan B though. Yeah, the plan B was getting on the bus for the first time. For bus, B for bus, B is for bus. I wish she had gotten on a train. That would have been a much more interesting episode. Well, that would be like. I, for train. I love this bus driver for so many reasons, <laughs> but my favorite reason that I love the bus driver uh, is as the police see her, and apparently she fucking is so bad at being a mask thief because they see her and they're like, literally the detective says, she's on that bus, it's definitely her. <laughs> I love, I love the part where the like... The, the Javert of this, of this woman's life, this unnamed detective who is like pursuing her through this episode. She so, gets on the, such a nothing character. She I gets know. on the bus. She gets on the bus and then looks directly out the window facing the police officers with her face pressed directly up against the glass so that he can Holding see her. Holding a sign that says, I did it. I did it. Like, why wasn't she like keeping a low profile, having her face? She's just very bad. Why didn't at she being... leave on the roof? Yeah. Uh, um, but, okay. Uh, to finish my thought, what I love about the bus driver is that the police start chasing them, and the bus driver's like, "Nobody's gonna take my diamonds." <laughs> like, this guy like, is just ready pull over. The, the police drop. are after you. It's like, no, my diamonds. This is the guy who's ready for you know, like what? How much could a di- diamond be worth? Five dollars to like get, take up a life of crime. And I think I think for a you know for a working class fellow I I respect it. I respect the grift. I respect everything about him. I wish he didn't get turned into a yeah. screaming halo <laughs> I was skeleton. Say, the show is minutes. certainly <laughs> going to like did. reward him for this. Uh, um unfortunately for for well fortunately for her and I guess unfortunately for everyone else on the bus, uh, the doctor <laughs> is here uh, on the bus. He's got a big funny uh a big funny machine and he's eating like a Looks like he was eating like a chocolate orange or something. I don't know. It's like some whatever e- they like eat an over Easter there. egg. I th- he's eating thing. like one of those big nasty Easter eggs that they like over there. It looks yeah. It <laughs> looks uh, it looks like something. It looks yeah. British. I've never eaten a lot of chocolate. No, of course <laughs> and not. And he's like he 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 disproves Christ or something in this okay, episode. Th- this made this did make me laugh out loud. He's it was like, very funny. He's like, oh, happy Easter. Uh, it's funny. I can usually never find it because it's always on a different day every year. I remember the original though. What really happened was, and then his thing starts beeping, and he's like, "Oh, never mind. <laughs> Hold on." I like Sorry, to imagine that the doctor is ready at every moment to tell people like the truth about the Bible. Like, I just imagine that like Christians were protesting this episode, like he was gonna just, dispro-, and then Russell T. Davis would be like, "No, no, 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 no. He was gonna have. Uh, he was gonna say that Jesus actually resurrected a million guys. <laughs> he came back to life, and he and he, I mean, he came he, back to life a million times. Sorry, I forgot yeah. what Easter." was <laughs> Easter was the day that Jesus Jewish summoned moment. his 
Jesus was the Jesus released the uh, the the virus on Raccoon City or whatever. <laughs> I was thinking about Lazarus. My bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> same thing. Um. Uh, so yeah, I <laughs> that, I remember what really happened. He came out of the tomb, and then someone shot him with a shotgun, and then he got back up, and then they killed him again, and he kept. He getting got out. out of the tomb, and he got in the doctor's TARDIS, and then the doctor took him away to somewhere else, and then they they kissed each other. I gotta say, um, like, from maybe this is from like having a distance from the show at this point, but the the moment David Tennant showed up and it like did like the zoom in on his sneakers and then on his jacket and then like you know finally he's like, "Hello, I'm the Doctor." And I I was just like, "This fucking guy." I really I didn't know where that sentence was gonna go. I was like, "Is this gonna be like a oh, oh, oh great to see you or like a oh god oh see." Our first episode was a Matt Smith one, yeah. so can you imagine how much more potent and amplified that must have felt to for the to see his like bow tie and his funny weird <laughs> yeah. face and his w- weird hair? I, he didn't even have hair. the snow globe yet, and I still don't know what's going on with that. I we'll am fond of. I am more fond of Matt Smith than I am of. Really? Tenet. Who's your uh, is, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite Doctor of all all thirteen of them? Of all of them, Tom Baker probably. All of them. Uh, who you probably Boomer! haven't met yet. We are our next Patreon bonus episode. We're going to watch it, what yes. apparently is widely considered one of the worst oh, <laughs> Doctor serials. What's I like that we watch one of the worst fifth Doctor serials, then we watch one of the best seventh Doctor yeah. serials, and then we watch one of the worst fourth Doctor uh, serials. We're kind the of Invisible doing... Enemy is the name. I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> Nothing. Well, um, so oh, yeah, this no, bus driver, so I, the I, police start chasing after the bus oh, yeah. on the highway, and uh, and this bus driver is just ready to die. Like he is ready. The diamonds. He's literally like he he pulls a gun out of his his of nowhere and just starts shooting at the police. Like like he is he is ready to see hell at this For the moment. Listeners, that's not true. It is true. Um, the doctor pulls out like a weird. I, I kind of thought this was funny. He has this, like, weird gadget, and it's got, like, a little radar dish on a spring, and he's, like, flicking it, and he's like, this is supposed to be spinning around. What's going on? Oh, I'm so mm-hmm. saying he's, he's going silly mode. <laughs> the bus starts cringing at it, and everyone falls over. Is um, that what made them go through the wormhole? The cringium energy was too high? <laughs> Uh, oh no, yes. he's too zany! He's too zany! It's opening uh, up a rift in the wormhole! We get the thief's name here, Christina. We don't get her full name just yet, fortunately. Uh, so, yeah, the, the police witness the the bus just vanishing right in front of them. Um, there's like five or six people on the bus. Um, name them! <laughs> name one uh, of let's them! Let's see. Uh, I can name one of them. Carmen was the lady. Oh yeah, it was the prophecy. And, and her husband. There was one, uh, uh, Barman Lou. And there was Nathan. So I remember him because Nathan he, was here. The, he was the one that has the same name as our brother. And then there was mm-hmm. the one that was called the Doctor. The Doctor. And there was one know. called Christina. Uh-huh. And there was one called. There's there two was more. One, there was a uh, oh, fuck. Was there and the driver? Was, but I don't know if we get his name. Yeah, Skelly. Um, there <laughs> the was driver's a... credited as a bus driver on Wikipedia, so I don't think <laughs> there was incinerated um, bus driver. Was there a guy named Barclay? Yes, that's, Barclay uh... is Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, and there was one okay. lady. I don't remember her. I don't remember her first name, but I remember her na- last name was Litekle. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. No, Angela Whitaker is the other. <laughs> Why did she give us her last name? It was foreshadowing. I guess for the, it's. For the I guess it's doctor. because she's proper. Because she's older. 
So he's and then I remember that Lou Carmen's husband, one of the he he tells us that he has a, a really hot brother named Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping Shout you would bring Kyle. up Lou from the hit series Kyle XY, who doesn't exist. Daniel Kaluuya uh, is here, and he's the most like nothing character. Like I assume this was like before he got famous because there's five yeah. actors in this country. Yeah, I mean this was like what 2009 or so. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. He's in Get Out. Oh, he's like famous. He's famous. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you notice his shirt that said "I will be famous"? <laughs> he says, "I'll be famous one day." Remember my name, Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> it's kind of funny how uh, how this guy is so much more famous than the special guest star of this episode. Well, like for us, but I think in uh, in the UK they probably still like know Michelle Ryan and fucking Lee Evans, Bro. Evan Lee. What's his name? Oh, he was. Funny. Oh, was he? He was the the professor. <laughs> was he, was, guy. he was the one who wore the funny big goggles with one the big of the eye. Funniest Whoa. characters in Doctor Who. So even before funny. I looked up who he was and saw that he was a well known stand up comedian, I was like, this guy's gotta be someone yeah. because there's no way that this is just some random actor if, that we're watching fall over. I think for if 10 Doctor minutes. Who wants comic relief, they should just show us a Dalek. That's all they need to do. <laughs> they just need to show us big head Dalek. Or something. Uh, So they're in a desert. They're in a desert um, on the desert bus. They're driving to Las Vegas in real time. Hey, did you look up where Mm -hmm. this was filmed? Uh, Yes, this was in Dubai. (laughs) It was filmed in Dubai, and they had, like, some fucking Werner Herzog-ass production problems where they had, like, five days to shoot, and three days of them was was a sandstorm. So they had to, like, put a lot of the scenes, like, into into the bus to film it in a studio and they had to use a lot of lens flares to like mask that they're filming in a studio there's another great fun fact about the filming which is that uh apparently in the original script the bus did not get all fucked up but when they shipped the bus to dubai because it's a real like a british double-decker red bus (laughs) they accidentally (laughs) put the during transport it got like fucked up (laughs) So they had to write into the episode that the bus Wait, got like the busted up in the wormhole. Like, the roof got like sheared off. Yeah, I know. What right? happened? To I mean, the they bus? they might have they might have <laughs> fucked it up extra for their own. They purpose. were having Not a good. BBC moment. Yeah, they 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 actually shipped the bus via wormhole to Dubai. And as they're going through the... the wormhole, though, uh, British British writer Gareth whatever a little pop up came up in the corner and said he really likes the magical black woman trope so there's yeah, a yeah she's she's like that might have been a, I, not to not to defend him but i'm 90 percent <laughs> sure that's a russell t davis thing because it's like the overarching yeah. arc of this uh i do think that it's very funny something that has been reoccurring from dr huh episodes we've seen is that in this universe psychic powers are real and exist and that there's like psychic training that people uh-huh. can get <laughs> So I I was like much more willing to accept this lady who can speak to dead people because I've uh-huh. already seen. This was weird though because I'm starting to face facts with Doctor Who where I'm like I know that there was that offhand line from Seventh Doctor in Remembrance of the Daleks on Patreon.com/slash/PottingBros one dollar a dollar where he says like uh, the human propensity for ignoring thing what I can't remember what oh for self delusion but like. There's so much shit here where I'm like, 
wait, I'm sorry. Everybody knows that there's like giant robots and aliens and ghosts. Yes, they and all psychic- attacked Earth. <laughs> We've talked about this before. I know, but I, all, I just assumed like, that there was going to be like a Ghostbusters moment where they get mind wiped. But no, just like characters will casually remember. be like, "Oh yeah, when the giant robots were around." That's why, like, oh, there's that a was whole, there's a whole like the the fucking Metro Police of London have a doctor unit, and they all are like doctor fanboys. Also, I know yeah. and this is yeah, the first they, time I've seen it. When oh, they this get is your to, first unit episode. Unit fucking yeah. when they get Unit to is Planet okay Dubai. in the old like in the old show Unit is pretty well it's still a military unit but they have like the leader of Unit is a really cool character in the classic show The leader of Unit is like he's like he says a cab at one point so we like him Oh yeah I um, had a feel when when I saw all caps Unit I was unit. like this has to be some it's, some like 60 they, shit yeah. It's like G U N in in the revival they I think the actor who played like the the brigadier like the unit guy was like really old and sick so they didn't bring him back, I, and then he died, and then oh. paid tribute to him, and they like, but they they didn't have like that anchor character, so it's just like this like paramilitary or like this military unit that is, it always kind of sucks, like because it's always like, and in this episode it's also like, unit is like there's this conflict between uh, what the doctor wants to do and what unit wants to do, which is shoot the aliens, but then at the end of the day. They're still pretty cool. Like you still like always have to think. They're that. All oh yeah, friends. they applaud for they, him for five they, minutes. They yeah. clap so long. Okay, so they get on a planet. There's three wait, sons. Wait, 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 wait. The, the, the thing I was gonna say, Carmen okay. on the bus. Yeah. She she starts going like, they're crying. The voices of the dead. We're surrounded by the voices of the dead. So yeah. that's how that's how we know we're on the planet of the dead. Doctor this episode Who's is special. Planet of the Dead. Um. Okay, they're all on a bus. They're in the desert. Um, we see we see some some aliens, and they're like, so they're probably like bug people. They have like mm-hmm. little claws. Yeah, this um, is where it gets confusing because up until this point, this it's is, like bus desert easy. This is the part where one of the characters, I think it's Barclay, Daniel Kaluuya. Yes, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, talks oh, yeah, about this was the thing. Yeah, yeah. He says like this is just like the time that we had three planets in the sky on Earth. Remember that? Probably you had yeah, something to do with he, that, Doctor. He, because they see that there's three suns in the sky, and he's like, "Oh, this is like when there were all the planets in the sky." But what happened that time was that the Earth moved around. <laughs> this like, is like that how time much that they this, had. Does the average person know about this? This shit? is like Everything, that time I where guess. Uh, they had ghosts on EastEnders. This um, is like the time that a ghost was elected to Parliament. <laughs> So uh yeah they've they've traveled through a wormhole um and that's why they're in this space desert um and the doctor is doing his doctor thing where he's trying to figure out what's going on he picks up some sand and he tastes it and he says ah the spice of arrakis just a little dune joke for you haha yeah, i figured um, but he actually says ew gross uh christina i liked this moment i liked this moment okay i'll say it she puts on a pair of sunglasses from her from her backpack we'll be seeing a lot of her backpack this episode yeah she's kind and of she, a regular dora the explorer this week she puts backpack. on her sunglasses and she she for no reason smugly announces that she's always ready for any <laughs> emergency okay you have sunglasses I'm in a bag to, shut up i'm ready to drive during a sunny day but the doctor he kind of looks jealous so he like sort of surreptitiously takes off the glasses he's wearing and like tints the lenses he with his screwdriver his and puts lenses. them back on. And he's like, "Yeah, me too." He's got a sauna screwdriver that can solve any problem whenever he wants, um, except for at, be a flashlight. Except for be a flashlight. Uh, at this point, 
the doctor picks up some sand and he throws it at the portal and it goes and he goes wormhole this is how we got here and then the bus driver says i'm ready to die goodbye <laughs> the bus driver just goes oh we could go home through there and the doctor's like no 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 <laughs> He just cheerfully walks through the portal, becomes a flaming, screaming skeleton. He advertises Halo 4 before he dies. He appears back in London, and the skeleton's, like, got his hands in the air, so happy, and just falls into a pile of This was the best moment of the episode The cops who were waiting on the... I loved it. The cops who were waiting on the other side, because they were chasing the thief on the bus, are like, Oh my god. It's a planet full of happy skeletons. <laughs> we have to be ready for anything. That's why it's called. Planet I love that the, the doctor, the, or the the detective, rather, is just like, uh, 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 I don't know. Call unit. I don't unit. know, man. I don't They'll know. Probably figure it out. Yeah, and then I think Daniel Kaluuya is like, there was a skeleton. There was a skeleton. Did you see it? He was a skeleton. Like that's. <laughs> He's the doctor's like. Well, yeah, you got to pat it out to make it an hour. <laughs> yeah. So much of the He's writing sitting. in this episode is like. Later, there's a moment where spoilers, the bus starts flying, and everyone is like, it's flying! It's a flying, flying. bus! Whee! It's a flying bus! It's a bus that's flying! It's a flying a bus, bus in the sky! And then there's a scene where, where someone else starts flying the bus, and it plays, like, fucking Harry Potter on his broomstick <laughs> mo- music, happy, like, Christmas music, and everyone's clapping and cheering for for the bus. Um, but the I, doc- I, I, I want to yeah. also say uh, a quick a quick little possibly continuity note. I don't know. Everything means something. Uh, uh, Barclay is like, you had that weird scanner thing. This must be your fault. And the doctor says, huh, humans on buses always blaming me, which is probably a really funny call. Well, yeah, because he got blamed, cause, cause he got blamed for uh, inspiring Rosa Parks that uh-huh. one time. Um, <laughs> always blaming me on enemy <laughs> segregation. <laughs> so, uh, the doctor is like, our buses got damaged because of those fucking cheap ass shipping people who <laughs> fucked our bus up when we took it to Dubai. Um, and they could, and the reason that they're safe is because the bus was acting like a Faraday cage. Um, and then Barclay, or was it Barclay? It's Nathan. Was Nathan. 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 We learned about Faraday cages at school. He's like, kids, this is why if you're ever in a thunderstorm, you should stay in the car. It makes you safe. Smiles at the camera, and then it plays it's like, apparently the true. I didn't know go. that. I learned something this episode. The doctor teaches us many lessons outside of the schoolroom. Well. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not educational. Uh, listen I, to the F Plus podcast. I will say so, uh, that, we... that's a very vague statement. That's a it's the uh, it's the tales in retail right. episode. Yeah. Since we uh, just had so... the skeleton bit, I will I will I I will say at this point that uh, this this episode was the first one that was filmed in HD apparently, and yes. it looks like shit. Like it looks so bad. That's why you can see the the shitty paint on the special. You cup. can see you uh, can see too love... much. Like they. They got the better cameras, but they didn't scale any of the rest of the budget. So the CGI looks like even worse in comparison. Oh, it to... looks so bad. But I like that. But we are. That's position, what we want. <laughs> yeah, our position on Dr. Ha Janosch is that uh, the show looks like shit and we like that it looks like shit. Because everything everything is too expensive nowadays. And it looks oh, yeah, like absolutely. Fuck like off, shit. Disney. Uh, I, uh, I don't so want to see I Disney like this plus part... Doctor Who. <laughs> 
I like this part where Christina is like, oh, well, if the bus was acting like a Faraday cage, how are we going to get home if the bus got fucked up in transit? And then the doctor's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's not that fucked up. It'll probably work. She's like, wait, a Faraday cage needs to be a closed system and the bus isn't. And the doctor's just like, ah, well, I mean, we're alive. So it clearly worked. (laughs) It works enough. Shut up. We can't ride our way around this. Um, And then Christina says, I will take charge. I will be leader. Let's go on the bus. And now I will do my cool... My cool part where I tell you everyone's names and plans. This mm-hmm. this bit sucks. This sucks. I, we, I mean, we meet everyone, blah, 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 blah. We already did that. Uh, we, this is where we learn a little bit more about Carmen's psychic powers, because uh, her husband, Lou, explains that every week, twice a week, they buy the lottery ticket that she wants them to buy, or whatever the fuck, and they win ten pounds... Twice a week, every week, for the past, like, 15 years or so. I'm gonna, not to be like Jeremy Cinnamonsons, but uh, not that I'm- Cinnamonsons? Yeah, because they're on Arrakis, um, and so they got spice. Uh, not not to be Cinnamonsons about it, but like, and not to, I don't understand the nature of Carmen's psychic powers, but if she could win 10 pounds on the lottery every week, twice a week for 15 years, couldn't she aim a little bit higher? Or is she trying to stay humble? I think, I think what it's supposed to be is that she has like 10% psychic powers. Like it's like really low. So she's she got, gets she's like got 10 pounds psychic powers. Three of powers. the five numbers or however num- many numbers there are in the lottery. Like she gets she's some got of like, the numbers right, but not all of them. I, I actually, I thought of it differently. I thought like, well, she can't if the if the winning lottery ticket isn't in their town, then they can't just materialize it because she knows which one it is. No, I don't think that's how the, lottery works. I don't know how lottery works like in the UK I've or I guess in America. I watched like, a lot of uh, of of uh, VPN Taskmaster, uh-huh. so I've seen a lot of uh, lottery British lottery commercials, and I'm pretty sure the way it works is that you you. Uh, you spend all your money on it, and then that's that's it. So like, like how how lottery works here would be that you have to choose like six numbers. If there's one, if there's one jackpot ticket, wait, what? So this is how lot the lottery tickets work in in Germany or in Hungary as well. Is that there's you have to you get like a ticket and you choose like six numbers out of I don't know fifty, and then every week. They pull six numbers out of like a pool of balls. Oh, I think that is a thing. I think okay. I just I think of thinking, like scratch tickets. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of scratchers. Because I think but, like prophecy wise, it makes more sense that she like do they get do some of the numbers lottery? that you pull. Whatever. I don't think this is important to discuss. <laughs> I don't think this is important at all. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Shut up. Okay. Well, the doctor gets to the bottom of this by holding up fingers behind his back, and she's able to guess how many fingers he's holding up. So she's he has proved that she's psychic. This is the this is the other thing, though, on that note of, like, why do they only win tw- 10 pounds, is he says that her, her psychic ability might be amplified by the alien sun. So usually it sucks. So Lou is like, all right, honey. I need you to get all. I need you to get all six numbers this time while we're yeah here. while we're here. <laughs> Can you look ahead and get all the jackpots for the next like ten years, please? Um, let's see what happens next. Oh yeah, Christina's like we have a plan. Blah blah blah. Uh, Carmen is like death is coming. 
death is coming. There's a nice little moment where everyone starts like freaking out, and the doctor like I like he, this. He, he just like goes around the room and he's he just asks everyone like where they were going on the bus, and it's Angela's like, oh, I was going home to my husband and my daughter. Uh, Barclay was going to see a girl he likes. Nathan was uh, he's unemployed, but he was going to watch TV. Lou and Carmen were going to have pork chops for dinner. And gravy. And, he mentions it a thousand times this episode. Chops yeah, and gravy. Yeah, well, you got you to pat it. Chops and gravy. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I like that the doctor's like, all of those things are important and special, so just think about those and hold on to those nice thoughts, and I'm going to get you out of here. It it was a very a very doctor moment. Is this a point where he like starts bullying Barclay? Where I, don't he's like, him I don't remember he's, him like, tying, he like, ties Barclay's shoes together and he calls him a nerd. <laughs> yeah, 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 puts yeah. him in a locker. Every, all like, of your things are like very special, fun but there's no for... way that girl would ever go for you exactly. and get in this locker. <laughs> um, unit arrives on the scene. Uh, they're doing their cool military stuff. This is like, like I always think it's funny. Is, we we've talked we about talked, this before. Wait, yes. hold on. We talked about this before that like the doctor doesn't use weapons, so every once in a while they have to have an episode where a million people with big cool guns show up and they start yes. shooting things, and that's just like what they're here to do. They're just here to be like, go, 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 move out, formation. Alpha I was gonna squadron. say, I was gonna say we talked about this on Remembrance of the Daleks episode two of it, part three, whatever. Uh, where you were talking about Mike the crypto fascist and how you said you like to keep an eye on the actor's trigger discipline. And you were like, oh yeah, Mike, he's holding the gun, but he, he only points it at someone when he might fire, and even then he keeps his finger off the trigger. And you are like, good trigger discipline, Mike. The unit troops arrive and charge in with their machine guns pointed at the police with Damn, their fingers you're, you're on the right. trigger. They are based. I love them. They're cool. <laughs> Literally just That's like, you're do. in my way. <laughs> Tom Foss style, baby. Unit love them like, so much. Like, that's, that's the whole, like, unit versus the doctor dichotomy is that they love guns, but the doctor, he... They have big, cool guns. They bring, like, they bring, like... Anti-air weaponry, just yeah, in case. Well, and thank but, like, God, the doctor in has case it. a flying bus appears. I, I, I'm gonna call out the doctor on this one, though, because, like, of course he, like, like he has a magic screwdriver. He has a time machine. Like, he doesn't need guns. Like, it's easy for him to, like, not having to rely on guns. Whatever. Right. Well, I mean, if he, he really have needs magic to, time he can machine just... in this episode. If That's he really it. needs to, he can just travel back in time a couple of seconds, so there's two of him, and then they can just beat the shit out of someone hand-to-hand. <laughs> that does happen a lot in Doctor Who, you just haven't seen that. And he can just do that as many times as he needs until it's, like, ten on one. Imagine if there was an episode with multiple Doctors in it. Well, we did see in, in the Rebel Flush that ended with, like, slimy Odo Matt Smith appearing. That would have been... Yeah, and I, and I thought that the subtitles called him Dr. Granger, because <gasps> what I don't know the how to fu- read. Speaking of which, not to, like, dwell on old episodes, what the fuck is the resolution with there being... A, a slimy flesh doctor who has all of the doctor's memories. What can I don't possibly... know? We'll find out when we random it next week. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Oops, I mean. Um. So let's see. We get we get the uh we get the like leader of unit um uh the captain who's like shows up and says Alpha Squadron go 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 move, jargon move, jargon move. jargon move um, out move out. We love the doctor. We love him so very point, much. Point already. guns and move with guns. <laughs> Um, and they all point their guns Stand at the down, portal. detective. We're here to point our guns. I, I like that the detective <laughs> is like, he's like, uh, unit captain, whatever. Uh, we, we get our name later, but I don't, I don't have it written down here. 
I, I'm, there's a thief on the bus who I'm, cha- and she's just like, shut the fuck up and get away from me. I don't give a shit. Fuck cops. Uh, so the plan currently, Christina's plan is that they're gonna cut the, cut the seat cushions out of the bus, jam them. We, we got a line earlier, by the way. The bus driver said, the bus isn't moving, it's stuck in the sand. Okay, yes. cool. The plan is that they're going to dig up the wheels of the bus, put some seat cushions under it, make like a little bridge out of the seat cushions. The trouble is the wheels on the bus aren't going, going ra- round and round. They're not going round and round all through the desert of Dubai. Um, so they're going to put some seat cushions under the bus, back the bus up, drive it through the portal, everyone goes home, everybody lives just this once. Everyone claps, everyone catches on fire. <laughs> everyone claps for five minutes. Everyone, everyone becomes a flaming skeleton. Skeleton. A celebrating skeleton. <laughs> and that's why ba- uh, that's why the Doctor regenerates in uh, this season, is because he becomes a skeleton. <laughs> uh-huh. He turns into Matt Smith. Gotta give a shout yeah, out to actually, his uh, famous backpack. It's actually like one of the like, loopholes for Doctor Who that they can't regenerate if they turn into skeletons. That's the main tension. <laughs> we we were talking, I think, last week about what like if you chop him up into little bits and scatter them to the <laughs> end. Does he the Majin Buu style regenerate into yeah. a bunch of smaller doctors? I mean, like looks... how? What is the limits on his regeneration if he gets vaporized? Yeah, by the the rules Queen. keep constantly getting rewritten. Like it's it's well, yeah. Because someone fucking saying... Stephen Moffat comes in and and rewrites them. So. Yeah. Someone, someone, it was a while ago, so I don't, I don't know, I don't remember who it was, but somebody in our Discord was saying that that was, like, why Stephen Moffat wanted to take control of the show, was so that he could remove the regeneration limit. Which was, it was like, to be fair, the regeneration limit was, like, a stupid rule that, like, Half the continuity ignored. Like uh, it was just not a concern. For I mean, anyone. the continuity seems to ignore its oh, own. That, okay, rules. that that was Chai for the record. We do we do uh, see an episode wherein uh, Scaro is exploded and all of the Daleks in the entire universe die. So we oh. don't really. I feel like the show sometimes likes to well walk stuff back. Well, yeah. I'm just well. saying, is it necessarily a bad idea to put a <laughs> a like? 30 season limit on the show. Uh, it's gotta well, keep not going for the people on who forever. Make, I'm sorry. Not for the people who make lots and lots and lots of money off of it, it's... so. Okay, anyway. I, I gotta give a shout out to Christina's backpack. This, yeah, she's got everything. Oh yeah, there. I was gonna say, she... it's the, the, the regeneration thing is also why, like, this whole, like, uh, Doctor, your end is nearing that, like, it goes through, like, the whole, like, end of the tenant era is, like, a yeah. bit stupid. Because, like, you know... You're running out like, of lives, Doctor! <laughs> He's not dying. <laughs> this is why, though, in the Rebel Flesh, he just jumped on a Koopa shell a bunch. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Christina pulls out a collapsible shovel from her bag uh, to dig out the tires. So she gives Nathan a hatchet to hack up the seats. Somewhere in here, Barclay, I think, mentions that he went to mechanic school. That will come up for two at the we- very for two end weeks. for no reason. Two weeks, he said. Uh, so... Angela, meanwhile, is in charge of driving the bus, which she she starts the engine, but it's clogged with sand. Uh, so the doctor says, I'm going to go find a solution to the sand being in the engine somehow by going just walking around in the dunes. I'm going to go do a thing. It's a thing. I haven't come up with it yet. Actually, so Christina... with all the respect to the doctor, he does largely explain his thinking for the most part this week. So... Yeah, I just don't Kudos know what his plan him. was on, like, maybe I'll find a sand I, vacuum. I'll find, a, I'll find a desert oasis. <laughs> That'll help. Maybe I'll find some kind of uh, native bug that eats sand. <laughs> maybe I'll find a spaceship with some fly people on it. They can help me. Yeah, so the Doctor and Christina walk through the dunes. The chittering bug person watches them on the screen again. 
so the doctor starts, he starts intuiting what Christina's bad vibes are. And he's like, you were scared by the sound of a siren. I don't remember where that came in. Uh, you said on the bus that I didn't mention that you were trying to go far away. We kind of bungled it in that we didn't mention either of these things <laughs> that are apparently very important to the doctor. Uh, you got a backpack full of tools. What's what's your deal? And she's like, I guess we're both mysteries. I Is it fair I at, love, at this point for me I to love, reveal that I do not care for Christina and I'm glad that she's never on the show again? She, My favorite Christina's character. whole character... <laughs> Christina A feels like a fanfiction character that somebody yeah. wrote, but like mm-hmm. I really enjoy her insistence that she is just like the doctor. She's just like <laughs> we are the same. Like, like I don't. I, I hate to throw around this kind of because like when people are like she's a Mary, I don't think she's a Mary Sue. Uh, and when people say that, they're usually being toxic about it. I do but think I, that she is a Mary Sue, but... It just feels so much like, this is my original character, Christina D'Souza. Do not steal. I mean, she's a cool, epic burglar. She's, a, of... she's nobility. She's an aristocrat. Yeah. She's just like the doctor. She kisses the doctor and, 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 and jerks him She's off. got a magic backpack. I think the format <laughs> of these specials kind of sets you up for failure. Like, because it's... You have one... Ep- you have 60 minutes to introduce... A new companion for the Doctor who is also only going to show up in that one episode. And you kind of have to, like, make it count that, it, you know, the character does seem, like, important enough to be, like, in the credits. This, this is why we love the... Legend of the Sea Devils so much, because they didn't do that. This is, uh, this is my, this is the, this week, the Doctor's companion is Tara. She's got long ebony black hair <laughs> and wears black <laughs> eyeliner and crosses in her ears. And all the boys have a crush on her. <laughs> but she's so clumsy. <laughs> so it's yeah so i just didn't that... like how she she's just so like smug about how cool she is yeah. for the whole episode she's like i can do that i can do that and i and i know how to, and that i'm gonna take charge because i'm the delegator and i'm i'm a royal and i'm a what it's just like I mean, she's very shut I, up. I think like you you know people often talk about like steven moffat always having like the same type of female character that he keeps writing and it's true but i think like Christina seems like the, how do I put it? The like, uh, the like most stereotypical like Russell T Davis type like. It also doesn't character. help that she's only she's here for one episode, so she has one episode to sh- tell you how cool yep. she is and how epic she is, <laughs> instead of like you know a whole season to be like, oh yeah, here's my thing. Like, also, um, there's a part where he says Alanzi to her, and then she starts speaking yeah. French back to him, and oh, that just yeah. made so me funny. cringe my bones out. Oh, <laughs> and then she says, she says, uh, she like tips her cool top hat, and she goes, "My name is Lady Christina de Souza." And then he says, "Oh, lady, you're nobility. You're an aristocrat. Well, I'm a lord myself. A, dare I say, a lord of time? Of quite, quite a big estate." He says. I just the fact that she's like the fact that she's literally nobility is like that was the part that I was just like, oh. I think the crazy part yeah. to me is that she's aristocracy, but we're also supposed to think that that's cool. Right. Yeah, like, am I supposed to think it's cool that this lady doesn't know what a bus is? She says something later where she's like, oh yeah, well, we know, you know, I'm, I'm from the aristocracy. My, my father lost all of our fortune on the, on the Icelandic banks or whatever, which was probably a, a timely reference to politics of the day. And I'm just like, good. The fucking, the labor party took all of our money. <laughs> 
So they see what looks like a sand, sandstorm, but he says, that's not sand. Let's go. They're stingrays. They run back to the bus. Uh, everyone, like, gets in the bus, and Carmen says, they're they're coming closer. Oh, no, sorry. They're, uh, wait. Yeah, that's right. They're on the bus, and this is when the okay, doctor uses the a phone, and I was like, that's the coolest shit I ever seen was the doctor calling someone from outer space. I was like, <laughs> this needs to come up all the fucking time. This needs to happen in every episode. The doctor there, needs to have a, a, a time phone that he can use to call like any yeah, celebrity. It always like, needs to be you know like a celebrity Batman, cameo. You know how I'm like on old Batman episodes? Okay, there was I, this I, I'll just shut up right there. Talk. No, let me <laughs> wait, talk. wait, wait, wait. I'm just, you're <laughs> about to give an example. I do just want to say the end, the next time on of the first episode we watched was the doctor gets a call from Winston Churchill saying that there's a Dalek in his I know. office. This is what I'm saying. Like on old episodes of Batman, there was this reoccurring bit where they would be climbing, scaling up a building and they'd like turn the camera sideways. So it looked like they were going up a building. And then a celebrity of the time would pop out of a window and be like, Hey, I'm, it's lady. It's, Gaga. Yeah, it would be like, oh, it's Abbott and Costello doing a funny bit or something. Uh, this should be the, every week the doctor gets a call from a different celebrity on his funny time phone and it's like, hey, it's me, uh, EastEnders actor or something. <laughs> hey, it's me, a pro footballer, your favorite guy. Hey, it's me, the lady who played Christine, who's standing right next to you. <laughs> hey, it's me, Billy Piper from Doctor Who. <laughs> Uh, that would be actually I, good, I, like if there were like uh, uh, the the actor the actor who plays the characters also like existing in the universe. That would be a good twist. Yeah, Billy Piper real. Yeah, I was gonna say because he he he's like I have to make a very important call. He's trying to call a unit, but he accidentally calls a pizza place uh, by mistake. So funny. I, I was going to say, I would like it if there was another episode where the doctor is at a pizza place ordering a pizza at the counter, and, and then the phone it. rings, and the guy's like, oh, hold on, let me I gotta get that, and then he picks up, and then he's like, oh, wrong number, and we're like, that's the doctor. <laughs> he interrupted um, his own pizza order. How I like when the doctor learns things from normal people that he doesn't know, and she's like, Angela, the Angela Witeke, is like, oh, you can, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot, a, we forgot a really important scene, by the way. I'm so sorry, we skipped something. Did we? When they drive through, yeah, when we drive through the wormhole, Angela Witeke is like, Stop. "Where are we?" And then Barclay is more. He says, "More importantly, when are we?" He oh says. my god! So he calls. Oh yeah, this was funny. I assume this is what you were about to say when he calls Unit and he gets the like automated robot menu and he's like, "Oh, I hate these." And Angela's like, "You know, you can usually get through uh, to a person by by holding zero. And he's like, oh, "Second thanks. time in an episode where someone is like, here's something useful you could use in your life.' <laughs> See, you Doctor, know, Doctor, who is any leftover bread clips? <laughs> is it actually true with the holding down the zero? There's no fucking way I refuse to believe it. I don't know. I mean, I don't even have buttons maybe, on my phone anymore, so who knows? Maybe only if you're calling Unit. No, you got the Cinco phone. <laughs> <laughs> doctor, if you're calling Unit and you hold the zero down on the phone, it's 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 the special doctor bypass. Button. What is Unit? Well, what does Unit have like when an answering he calls service? Like, isn't Unit supposed to be like a secret unit? Not to not to ding this, but. I, I mean, the know. detective, the detective who's chasing, uh, everyone's favorite, most epic of characters, Lady Christina D'Souza Esquire, um, is just like, get unit on the scene. So he knows. Yeah, but he's, I, a, he's I, a detective. I mean, like, I feel they like know that, he's a they detective. Know that it's his job to find out secrets. They know that there were three planets in the sky one time. Maybe they teach this in school. <laughs> like, if they're like, you know, you learn the to call 999. Line. 
And then you learn the unit hotline if there's like Daleks <laughs> popping out of your toilet or whatever. It's like all gonna be prank calls. All right, like fucking... now if you're ever in trouble, if there's ever a scary stranger, <laughs> you dial nine nine nine, and if there's ever a scary alien, you dial one one one. Okay, is this like in this in the Doctor Who universe? Is this like the Doctor Who version of swatting that you just call unit on people and they show up and point guns you, at you and you cut out? Whatever. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> I'll I've just say yes, it I'm, is whatever you say. I'm not going to force it anymore. Great. Uh, so when they he, call unit, they all start, he, like, freaking out over the fact that the doctor's on the phone and, like, yeah. saluting oh, okay. and clapping. Uh, Arisa Magambo is the name of uh, of the captain. Fun fact, apparently this is the lady who played Hermione in The Cursed Child. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, That's very cool. She, she says, it's an honor to speak with you, doctor, and she salutes into the phone. <laughs> And the doctor hears it. And he cr- cringes. He can hear it, by the way. He, like, knows. Oh, yeah, and then like, she says... Just salute me. And then she says, uh, he's like, okay, I need a, uh, I need the wormhole analyzed. And she's like, well, we have our funny, we have our funny advisor, Dr. Comedian. <laughs> we have Dr. a zany scientist. You, you want to speak to my comedic advisor, Dr. <laughs> Malcolm Taylor. There's not enough comedy in this episode. Put me on the phone with someone silly. Uh, we got so to she drag does, this out and then for he, an hour. We have a uh, Dr. Taylor phones for you. Oh, okay. Here I come. Whoa! <laughs> I slipped on a banana peel. We have this extended, <laughs> just insufferable scene with the funny scientist about. Oh my! I measured it. 50, his name is Malcolm something. Malcolm Taylor, and he's like, "Oh, fifteen Malcolms. What big?" And then it's like you named the unit after yourself, and he goes, "Oh, silly!" And then it's so funny. It's oh really funny, it's, and it's I really funny. I that's it. I really laugh how. Uh, what the fuck was I gonna say? The funny comedic advisor. I I need to backtrack my thoughts. Hang on. <laughs> what was your favorite joke from this scene? Oh, I was gonna say. And the- I know it's hard to it's hard to pick. I know. <laughs> I was gonna say the ongoing bit of him being like so much a Doctor Who fanboy. Like I I hate this type of like self reference. Can you imagine if there shit. was an episode? Yeah, like like if there was an episode about like a Doctor uh-huh. Who fan club. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really funny and cool. And- mm-hmm. I you know I I'll be honest. I actually liked the part where he's fanboying at the doctor and he says, I've read all your files. And the doctor gets distracted and says, oh, which one's your favorite? I like the one with the giant robot. It's stupid, but I liked it. He says, I like the one, I liked Remembrance of the Daleks mm-hmm. parts one through four. <laughs> I liked when you had a funny question mark I mean, it's like fine. And, I it, say- it would be fine if he does it once, right? But he does it like throughout the entire episode. I just don't like when the show is just applauding itself. Like, yeah. I want to say I like it because I applaud for every TV show I watch because <laughs> they work so hard on them. But <laughs> I, I want to note a line where when she hands the phone to him, she says something like, we all long to meet him one day, but we know what that day will bring. Which I assumed was like some kind of foreshadowing or maybe a reference to something that happens I think it just means that if they're ever meeting the, future, the doctor, something except, really... mm. except... They meet him this episode, so I don't know what that's talking about. I think that what she's saying is that if you're ever in a situation where you're meeting the Doctor, it's probably because something really bad is currently happening. I guess, I guess so. So um, the Doctor says, yeah. Malcolm, can you analyze my hole? 
he <laughs> says uh, that he's he's like the instruments can't get any readings from it. So I highlighted it and I clicked invert color and I detected the opposite. <laughs> this is of literally it. like this is like when when uh, flat earthers like put a picture of the Earth into Photoshop and then they like upscale it and they go checkmate. He's like, I took a picture of the wormhole and then I inverted it and then I looked at all of the parts that I couldn't see and then it and then I solved it. I do feel like it's a little lazy that they already did the whole thing with the void ship in Army of the Dead that I still don't know what it's about. And then they're like, oh, we've got another one that you can't measure. Remember that? I feel like there's going to be a lot of things in this show that they can't measure because they're out of space (laughs) phenomenon that they don't understand. every time. Yeah. um, That's why the doctor's wearing sunglasses. He's so cool. Uh, We're back on the ship and they uh, are on the ship, the bus, the bus ship. I'm sorry. I've, I've just, I'm thinking about the void ship again. Yeah, uh, they take a picture. In this episode. They take a picture of the storm and, uh, like the, the big sandstorm that's not sand, but it's shiny because it's like metallic. <laughs> that's interesting. It is pretty funny that he's literally like sending, like texting pictures <laughs> to Malcolm and being like, what do you make of this with his fucking cell phone? I'm surprised that this wasn't like an ample. This, I, well, actually, I learned from a Tom Scott video one time that apparently product placement in, on BBC is not a thing they can do very much. Uh, so if this was an American show, this would be the doctor would be like, I'm sending this with my 4G LTE, uh, Blackberry now with, uh, look at my excellent picture quality on this camera. He would say, wow, this is a beautiful picture. My cam, my digital camera can't even take him this good. He would say. Uh, they send a very good picture, a high quality picture to Malcolm, and he says, "Wow, what a good phone you have, uh, Barclay." Wow, this this is great. I love 2009. Yeah, I gonna... Phones are so good right now. <laughs> it even gets email. I bet says. there will never be more megapixels than this. I was going to say, Did you like my 100 kind of... year old reference to the Secret Life of the American Teenager? <laughs> I, I did like it. I kind of expected them to do the opposite of like the product placement, where it's like the, the doctor has like his zany own like doctor phone. The Who phone? God, it would, that's no, that's literally like that's a Seventh Doctor thing that he would have. Yeah. He would have his own Doctor. It would be called the Who. Yeah, phone, it would be like a question, a question mark, mark on it. Oh, please! And he puts his ear. It's like the question mark is the earpiece. Uh-huh. Oh, this is perfect. my Samsung phone. But other choices are available. <laughs> I was saying when I was cutting out. Apparently, according to Tom Scott, who I trust with my life, uh, there are uh, BBC has strict laws about advertisement and product placement because it's taxpayer funded oh yeah that's why you always hear them say like other blanks are available yeah that's why like they they don't do branding that's why uh on on bbc apparently uh, usually anyways uh hey this is the first show we've ever watched with no product (laughs) placement in it this is the part with the doctor is like, oh, this, no clean this. and clear, no sour. Yeah, Christina is like, oh, my skin is so dry from the desert air, and the doctor's, and she pulls out of her backpack. I always come prepared with my. I wish I my, had a burst of energy. <laughs> it's like I do something beautiful for myself. Okay, so at some point here, they they notice that there's like little glints of metal in the sand. I don't remember why that matters, but there you go. Yeah, this is gonna be like yeah. from. For the rest it, of the episode, I'm not understanding what's happening. Wait, do you, you don't understand why the metal in the sandstorm is important? No, no. Oh, oh, was it in the sandstorm? Yeah, it was oh, like the sandstorm was, was all like shiny. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, Carmen is still doing her psychic freakouts. She's like, they ride the storm, they devour. You say uh, still doing her psychic freakouts. That's all she does for the entire episode. 
Christina and the doctor are standing at the top of some dunes, and Christina hears the chittering, and she's like, oh, there's a big bug guy standing How like did he sneak up on her? They are in the fucking <laughs> desert! There is no cover here! How did he get the jump on them? Anyway, it it's a big... Easy. It was a big guy with a big uh, fly head, and I really liked that. That was very fun. Flies um, are famously very quiet, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess this isn't literally a fly. It's but... not a fly. It's an alien with a fly's head. Uh, the doctor can speak their language because he speaks every language. Um, I don't know if I knew that yet. Apparently. Yeah, there's, I, I think goes, there's this weird, like, because he doesn't have his TARDIS around, because usually the TARDIS does, like, translate everything. Is this the, does he have a universal translator Star Trek on? Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. Because uh, the Doctor speaks every language, and whenever they meet a different race, he's like, oh, these are the Tridivorians or whatever. I can speak Tridivorian. But then he speaks all the different languages on Earth. Does that mean that every other race has one language, yeah, but we have a bunch on Earth with, uh... because the Tower of Babel was real? <laughs> yes, this is the problem with sci-fi, uh, that is that like every every uh, alien planet is completely homogenous, mm-hmm. or like there's maybe two distinct two subcultures. Factions. Yeah, two factions. It's like, oh, oh the Bajoran... <laughs> the Tridivorian preps and the Tridivorian gods. <laughs> the entire planet of Bajora, uh, Bajor is, is, has one global religion... They all follow this one religion. I think the reason Everyone is, is that the same. it would be confusing if you are. It would like... be very confusing from a TV writing yeah. standpoint <laughs> if they were like, and this is the the uh, this is the northeastern continent of of Tridivore where they speak this dialect, and the Doctor has a hard time understanding that dialect. And then this no, one, that'd be can... better. That'd be better. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a a bit of a you just gotta you just I've gotta definitely accept never it. That's like, the shit I would uh, like. Never got hung up on this before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. from now on, it's gonna are ruin we, my enjoyment. Are we being Jeremy? Are we being Jeremy Cinnamonson? I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting hung up on it. I just think it would be. Why? Would... Why are there no communist Ferengi? This is I'm just I'm saying, saying he was there on the real Easter, so he probably also saw the Tower of Babel. Don't... Yeah, well, he's got a <laughs> he's got story part of to tell about that. The part where Jesus comes out of his tomb and says, "To the Tower of Babel, <laughs> Doctor." <laughs> The house yeah, of he's the undying, the next, next episode ends on a cliffhanger of him getting a phone call from Jesus. That, uh, to come. Played by <laughs> Ricky Gervais. God, I just had an accidental Greg they, Turkey. They would moment. definitely cast a white Jesus. I know that. There's no fucking way that Ricky Gervais <laughs> hasn't been on this show. He has to have been in an episode. I saw uh, I saw a post that was like a compilation of all the Taskmaster contestants that have ever been on Doctor Who, and I was like, close. I, wa- I want that to be a yeah, delightful the, surprise. I will be so excited when, like, Nish Kumar appears in an episode. I will clap my hands bloody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ricky Jervis okay, does have a... An entry on the TARDIS wiki, but I think it's just. <laughs> but like, you get an entry on the TARDIS wiki if they reference you in an episode. Like, like toothbrushes okay. have a TARDIS wiki entry. We're okay. going real. Anyway, oh, he, the doctor he has, at the thing. You know why he has an entry on the TARDIS wiki? Because he did the show extras in which. Oh, there's there was a special of extras in which his character starred in Doctor Who. So, like, in his show, his character was in Doctor Who, but oh, not he's, an actual okay. Doctor Oh, okay. Very Jesus. good. Very cool. 
Okay, so the doctor's chittering at the thing, and he he explains that he is uh, he's he's he has a quip here where he's like, "It means wait. It usually works for me when I yell wait at people in their language, uh, but it doesn't." Uh, he he begs the guy for mercy, and the bug man tells them to start walking, and it takes them to its wrecked ship. Once they're uh, on the ship, the doctor does make peace with the aliens by like telling them. Honestly, that they crashed like they did. They're all the same. They're trying. He does to get say off. that they have like a lie detector translator thing. It also tells you who is writing each individual line of dialogue, <laughs> which I thought was pretty useful. Um, uh, so I, I do. I need to make a note here. In, in classic Doctor Who fashion, there is a little point here about the technology of this ship that I was like, I'm not going to bother writing that down. And then and later, it's it like, down. and here's why they survived. <laughs> So I will note at this point that uh, it's a very cold ship. Its hull translates heat into cold. It works. So the makes hotter sense. it is, the colder it gets inside. Yeah, it's which like I a refrigerator. Like... It just works. It's like oil slaw or whatever. That's the thing. That, that's the thing that you said as a as like a five year old Jordan <laughs> that was like the thermostat should make it colder inside when it's hot out. <laughs> One thing I did say that you're right because when it's hot outside, what I want to be is fucking freezing, freezing cold, cold inside, freezing my ass why, off. Why would the <laughs> ship do that? Is it possible? I mean, why wasn't there a line that was like the Trinivorians like uh, needed to be freezing cold? So literally, the Trinivores were here because they wanted. They're we learned they're on the planet. It's like San Bernardino or something. San Helios, I think San it's called. San Bernardino, more like San Ber- uh The planet we see like what the planet looked like a year ago, and it was like a beautiful. It's like the meme image that's like society. If it's uh, the in shot, yeah, <laughs> it's a perfectly circular crystal city <laughs> with a pipe, a pneumatic mail system, and modular I, housing. I'm gonna derail this very quickly to ask a question, which is. Would either of you know what I'm talking about? We talked about the, them liking it to be very cold when it's very hot for some reason. I I feel like my brain is reminding me of some like weird sci-fi something that was like they eat the difference in temperature. Does, Sounds like a Doctor Who idea? episode. <laughs> it might be a Doctor <laughs> Who thing. What the fuck are you talking about? I feel like there was some show where there was a really confusing thing where they were can like... You, can you do me a favor and just say that line in Kyle XY voice? They eat the difference in temperature. It's probably from Kyle XY. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going so, to eat the difference in temperature, but that, I don't see anything here. If anyone knows what the fuck I'm thinking of, please tell me, because I don't know what this is. Freeze Man is an ice-themed robot master from Mega Man 7. He was originally built as a prototype robot for non-polluting energy before being modified for combat by Dr. Wily. Based on the theory that high and low temperatures combined are equal to normal temperature, Freeze Man can split the normal temperature in the ambient into high and low temperatures, using the former as an energy source and the latter to attack with his Freeze Cracker, a snowflake-like projectile. That is what I was thinking of. There's definitely a, a Doctor Who alien that feeds off lost time. And I feel we'll like get I, to it one day. I feel like I'm describing be... like a like a part 15 JoJo stand. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about the aliens who eat difference in time because it's going to make you really mad. Anyways, it's going to make uh, sense. Uh, it's going to make a lot of sense and people who are listening know why. That's um, good. 
So, uh, so we see this like futuristic die here in shot city for Vladimir Putin uh, with earthquake, earthquake pets. And, uh, we're like, wait, why is, why is it futuristic society if, you know, society if, uh, if Doctor Who was still on TV in 2022 or whatever? Uh, and apparently they all are dead. They're all sand. Um, and the Tritivores were here to, uh, literally eat their. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> they came here to eat shit. Eat shit and live, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what they do. Eat shit and yakuru. live. Yakuru. <laughs> that's what, eat shit that's what Michelle leaves. Ryan says. Yeah, she says yakuru for me to you. Um, there were 100 billion people living on the planet of San Helios in beautiful suburbs. Uh, beautiful Dubai suburbs. Uh, <laughs> but they're all dead now. Uh, we get this line again uh, where... Doctor, the doctor reveals to, to, to Lady Christina D'Souza, original character, not steal, uh, that he's a time lord. And then they get, the, we've, this, this joke is, comes up again. This is probably like from first season or whatever, where she says, wait, but you look human. And then he says, no, you look time, you look we, time yeah, lord this, ace. He, he's definitely we, said this before, but this yeah, we ti- heard Matt this Smith time say when it to, he says it, Amy. he says it with like, there's like, the, he says it like, you you look time lord and there's there's like this weird pause where it's like because I, I think they're trying to like build romantic tension here between them for some reason for one of no he's just padding for time i will look time lord <laughs> you look time it's lord just re- what is time lord it's just like? a really weird they, delivery he, at this at this point they have like a 30 second scene you look time lord well what does time lord look like they look human ah but you told me that <laughs> humans look time lord well no i'm just saying sir 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 i look forward to seeing how far back in the show that joke goes <laughs> My dear Ace, you look very Time Lord today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the doctor realizes this is why the sand tastes so yucky. Because it's it's (laughs) the corpses of all life on the planet. Usually sand tastes very delicious (laughs) to the doctor. But this time it tastes really gross. How would sand even taste... Like, sense are just, like, pieces of stone, so it's just gonna taste very, like what was on it. Is is the doctor out here just shuffling <laughs> sand into his mouth with a spoon yes, all the time? sand tastings. He has two, yeah. two hearts, he has a sand processing pouch <laughs> in his esophagus. You have to kind of, like, gargle the sand and then spit it out to, like, really get the taste. It would be super funny if, if like, 1,000 episodes into Doctor Who, just some obscure detail, like, we just learn, like, he opens up his third... He, like, expels his stomach and, and, like, puts... He just engulfs, like, sand, and he's like, Did I never mention that the Time Lords do this? It's a Time Lord delicacy. <laughs> Has it never come up before? This is how we eat. <laughs> I want to see Matt Smith unhinge his jaw and, like, back are up a they truck like, full of sand are they liter- We're just describing the fucking dwarves from Artemis Fowl. We're describing I Josh Gad yeah, eating dirt and shitting and farting. Damn it. Okay, I guess I like Artemis Fowl then. It's a good movie. I've seen it three times. It's a really good movie. I, I really liked all of it, and I liked when <laughs> Judy Dench talked like Batman. Top of the morning to you. Top of the we morning. Cut, we cut to uh, Malcolm, who says that the wormhole is getting bigger. He says it's over 100 Bernards now. Captain Magambo says so that funny. it's over four miles wide? I thought the, I thought the wormhole takes you to the to the planet... Is it going like up into the sky? Because she did mention grounding airplanes. Is it like a wind waker barrier? Yeah. (laughs) 
We have to align a very specific pixel, an item slide through. <laughs> Dr. Taylor has found a solution. If he equips and unequips a bomb, and then he turns around and he sidesteps. We need our, we have our best glitch bounty hunt. We have a $1,000 bounty seeing how we can get you back through this wormhole. <laughs> we learned that in the process of trying to get the bus started, um, Angela Witeque has uh, turned Shut the bus. Shut up. <laughs> I hate that fucking joke. It's nothing. Turned the bus over. The more you hate it, the more I'm going to keep doing it. I like it a lot, Jordan, actually. Ah, okay. Uh, you do it a lot more. <laughs> Angela Whitaker has been uh, turning the bus over so many times that she used up all the gas, and they're trying <laughs> That's to tell a lot her. of times. And, and she's like crying, and, and they're like, "It's not your fault. It's not your fault, Angela." And everyone is just like, "It's absolutely. Why did she keep doing it? Fuck like, Angela. That can't be how that works, though, Let's right?" Skeleton her as well. Like yeah, they the, push her through the wormhole to kill her. The bus isn't even starting, and she's used up the whole tank of gas from the little like. <laughs> At some point, the doctor tells the Tritivores to launch their, a probe. He he also powers up their ship by hitting it, which was really funny. Oh, yeah. Um, he, fi- he fixes up their console and a little bit. They launch a probe, and it, what they find is that the sandstorm is actually billions of stingrays. And, Metallic and stingrays. We've <laughs> Okay, okay uh, Sylvester McCoy, welcome to the show. Metallic stingrays. <laughs> uh and uh, what we find out is that the stingrays uh, come to planets, they eat all of the things on the planets, they turn it all into sand, then they fly around the planets a million times like Superman. That, ew, though, that means that he was eating their eating poopy, their poopy poopies. I bet the tritivores would like that. Uh, they're they? nasty with it. Gross. Uh, they literally fly around the planet a million times like Superman. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what is the wormhole. point of this that he's like... That's why the wormhole's getting bigger. They fly around the planet so fast, <laughs> so many times. This is so stupid. I love it, though. It's so Doctor Who. Um, why and not then, just be like, and then once they're done, they open a wormhole. Of course. Gotta, what else could it have it been? Like, how did we not see this coming? Uh, and then they're almost, the, they're going to go he also, through. He also says... Uh, all the metal that they eat on the planet, because for some reason every planet that they go to has metal buildings and cars for them to eat, I guess. I mean, uh, to be fair, their planets are generally chock full of metal. I guess so. They they go on the surface, though, whatever. Maybe they're eating on the mountains, I guess. Uh, they, they, like, sweat out the metal into an exoskeleton that keeps them safe from the wormhole, I guess. It's, but, there's just what? so much, there's just so much sci-fi like, plot to this the episode. Exo- why aren't they just made of metal? Why do they have it? Like, like what did they? Did the exoskeletons fall off? Did they all die and then reproduce? Right, what did they do the first time? Yeah, didn't they only need to do that once? <laughs> uh, I guess they're having babies while they fly really fast around the planet. <laughs> I'm just imagining it. Like they're just billions of. They're just going in a circle, fucking. And all right, now little... eat your metal if you want to grow big and strong, so you can go through the wormhole with daddy. Uh, the storm is coming. That was, but wait, there's a, there's a great romance moment that you're trying to skip oh, over. Original character, do not steal, and she's Why are you the smiling, doctor. the doctor? The worse it gets, the more I like it. Me, Me too. too. But the so doctor is like, David Tennant is like barely smiling. <laughs> it is so funny at the end of the episode, not to like, obviously we know she doesn't come, when she's like, take me with you, and he goes, no. And he kills and then her. He's like, you need to go like, to jail for like, crimes. It's so funny when he's just like, 
why can't you take me with her? And he just makes up this excuse where he's like, every companion I've ever had something horrible. It's, it's like, not, no, he just... Take her away, boy! It has been, Get like, this has, this was David Tennant's Doctor's character at this point, that he is so tortured from, like, what happened to his previous companion. But this, but just this once, just this one time, he's like... <laughs> no, it's, no. A, it's the love of his life, and he has to let her go. Yeah, yes, I hated that. Like, why can't he just be like, I don't think that you are as important to me as you feel like you are. <laughs> why does he have to be like, that, yeah. because I care too much? This is a really, Sean, I'm saying he's, he's uh, lying. Really funny I'm just saying he's lying about here it. Here from uh, from the director of the episode, where it's where he says okay. the episode's director James Strong described the character as reverting to a traditional romantic based companionship rather than the platonic companionship in the fourth series. While still being I a unique hate... companion. What are you talking about? She's just doing the same She's thing. She's very unique. Like, doctor-companion romances are it's always unilaterally bad. terrible. It's always bad. I'm sorry. I, I know we posted Well, hey, all... hey, hey. I, don't, I haven't seen any of them yet, so don't tell me who they are. I know that people love to ship some of these guys. It sucks. It's always bad. It sucks. I'm sorry. I hate sorry. that ship so much. It's so it's, stupid. Yeah, that there's one I particular. I thought one. that that I thought that that really horrible comedy scene with Amy trying to fuck the doctor in her oh, room at the end of. Oh, Flesh Amy and Snow isn't was even really like one good. of the big ones. Like Amy there's a much yeah, worse the big, one. There's a much worse one. Don't <laughs> can, don't cancel us, guys. <laughs> it is. I feel hey, like they can't cancel yeah. you if they if they don't know what you're it's, talking. I, about. I, they know it's who like who my main. It's my main thing when people are talking about how the Russell T Davis era was so much better than the Moffat era, when it's like. Every single companion, almost every single companion was, like, uh, supposed to be a I feel like ship. I feel like my favorite companion is Donna, because Donna was, like, notably older than the other yeah, ones, was and the, therefore was not, elig- she she was was not the eligible. She was not eligible to who, be uh, romanced by the Doctor, was just which like is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she was good. And also the fact that... The fact that she's not romantic because she's like a, a middle-aged woman it says a lot of things, and I don't like any of the things that it says. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, this one I cannot stand. Christina DeSouza, lady, sorry, lady. Christina it just feels so forced. Like that's it's so bad. Just it's her insistence that they. I mean, it's so fucking cringe about we're the same. I'm basically we're. Just, <laughs> um, when do they start doing? Crystal, crystal times. Uh, that's in a in a minute. Uh, they, they this part, back on the bus. They hear they hear that the storm is coming, and they're like, "Oh, good water!" And Carmen's like, "No, no water, only dust." Da, da. But the girl, she will fly. She and will Lou, cool and is just like, for the love of God, Carmen, please stop for now. Is this what their entire marriage is like? It's like <laughs> anything, anything good on TV tonight? No. No, only... There is an ill wind. <laughs> Dark tidings are upon us. EastEnders um, will be interrupted with um, uh, with uh, breaking news or something. Election coverage is upon us. The football game will run long. Yes. <laughs> it's not coming Do not home. make the gravy. This, this is why Lou does all the talking in their marriage, because Carmen is only <laughs> capable of doing cryptic prophecy. Um, okay, so they, uh, they're back on the ship. This is when, uh, we get to the bottom of why they crashed, cause, cause they didn't arrive through the war. It was really a Sully Sullenberger, Sully Sullen, Sully Sullen, Sullivan, 
uh, type situation with geese and the turbines, but instead of geese, it was stingrays. Um, well, we don't, they, we don't know that just yet. They point, she, she does point out though, she's like, we assumed that their ship was fucked up from the wormhole, but they, they came here to trade. It so they stalled wouldn't have come out through the their, wormhole. They came here to buy poo poo. Their ship's so, drive stalled out in the sky. And yeah, they, they showed the doctor to their, their big engine hole that they keep at the bottom of a show, well. They show hole. And in the hole is a big shiny crystal, and he says, "I need that crystal. If only there was a person bad. Uh, uh, if there only there was a bad enough dude who had a cool backpack full of spy." And then it cuts could... to Christine, Christina D'Souza, and she goes, "What if all crimes were theft?" Um, really makes you think. And at this point, that's yeah, a really Dinesh makes... D'Souza reference. There yes, you go. at this point, Christina lowers herself in to stuff the ballot box. There is my but, joke that I made yeah. before we the doctor recording. though he's he's looking for like an access hatch while she starts like suiting up and lowering down. Uh, I so really the doctor enjoyed, doesn't know that she's doing this. Though. I really enjoyed how because they're padding for time because it's an <laughs> hour long for no reason. How long and how slowly. Christina is lowering it's a herself down. It's gripping heist sequence. What are you talking about? It is about? agony. <laughs> it is fucking agony watching this lady descend at okay, the speed bro- of snail. Brian De Palma, Mission Impossible, retire. <laughs> the, s- the stakes, though. She has to get this thing that we don't know what it is for reasons <laughs> that we don't know. And, she, and we find out later <laughs> that it's to... not even the thing that he, she's supposed to be getting. Okay, but it, she does, it is the thing. She does get a thing. It's just not the thing that we think it is. And it's also, a, right funny... before... Like, the doctor's like, what are you doing? This sinking down sequence reminds me of, like, when you're in a Dungeons and Dragons, like, game, and you kind of, like, do something that your DM didn't really expect. So you're like, yeah, I'm lowering myself down. He's like, uh, okay, so you're, you see a big red button on the side, cause it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the plan for this? If the doctor hadn't used his sonic screwdriver at the last second to slow her descent, she would have just been (laughs) fucking vaporized. No, because I I guess she passes through the laser security field to prevent. Huh? It's to prevent the ship's drive from (laughs) getting up. But it's a big like learning (laughs) moment from Christina because like up to this point, she was used to the laser like not being on the top. Was always on the side on <laughs> so it's, it's really it's really I never pays thought off this from the happen. beginning of the episode. but next time she goes on a heist she's just gonna be looking for the big at red least button done like a like a foreshadowing in the beginning when she lowers down and there's like a laser grid ceiling and she has to push a big red button to the, turn it off turn the laser grid off and then we button. would say why is the big red button right there but it's the button that makes it good um, at least this would be like a thing this is this is the point where as she's but agonizing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I do want to elaborate on what I just said, just to make sure that this is crystal clear to everyone. Uh, that's a reference to how there's a crystal at the bottom of the well. Mm. The, he says that there's a security grid, but the way to disable the security grid is a big red button <laughs> above the security grid. Makes sense. Why? That's where it should be. To keep people from escaping from the engine. What is it to make sure that if you fall down this big <laughs> hole with no guardrails that you die extra good? It's like, like it's like this. The, it's like this the correct get... way to like. Do they always like lower themselves down up until just to that point? <laughs> like like last last episode, last episode that we watched. No, two episodes ago that we watched, they were like, 
galactic-class spaceships have a forest running through the middle of it so that they can, like, oxygen. And I was like, wow, that's really cool, like, interesting sci-fi spaceship design. I kind of <laughs> I kind of dig that. Like, it's really trying oh, to... Oh, that's very well thought out. A galactic-class star cruiser has a, <laughs> a big hole in it that kills you if you go down into it for no reason. <laughs> and if you get any geese trapped in your engines, <laughs> there's a security grid that keeps them from getting out. If only that plane had a geese-killing laser grid in front of the engine. <laughs> It's everything. We wouldn't have the legendary Sully. We wouldn't know his name. <laughs> really That's why he think. removed it. As she's lowering herself at the speed of slow, uh, she talks about, she starts talking about her, like, bloodline and how she's yeah, an aristocrat. And there's yeah. a, little, a little probably callback moment where she says, They survive for a reason. The reason is because they have a backpack full of gadgets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He says, uh, you know, you're you're a real shady piece of shit there, Christina. And she says, well, you're one to talk, spaceman. And he says, a friend used to call me that. And I don't know who that is. So probably one of I'll his find many, out eventually. What a, it could be any of like 35 different people <laughs> <laughs> over the course so, of 40 years. So he reveals himself as a time traveler. He looks at the stolen goblet in her bag and he's like, you know, I've been to a lot of places at a lot of times, and one of those times and places was the court of King Ethelstan in 924, where this cup came from. What's going if on was, there, Christina? If I was writing Doctor Who, I would give him all of his abilities, but I would give him, like, a, a normal normal memory. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's just like, I definitely have seen this before, but I don't really remember. You know, it's a long time that ago. That would be really good. Play the solo journaling RPG, Thousand Year Old Vampire, for a, a very interesting memory-based experience. I have, um, I have yeah, some so he more, recognizes uh, this cup. I have some more quotes from, here from the director about please. the character of uh, of Christina, because this relates to, like, the bit we just... It's back to basics. She's probably a more of a traditional romantic kind of Thomas Crown affair kind of oh character, if you like. It Shut echoes me up. of spoilers character... In that there may be a good old-fashioned romantic connection between them. She's young, she's beautiful, she's sexy, but whereas this previous character was a very ordinary, normal girl, Lady Christina is a lady. She comes from a very privileged, very elite background. She's different from any of the companions we've ever had, in that she doesn't particularly want to get caught up with the Doctor. She's got her own thing going on. She what? wants to get caught up with the doctor so bad. It's her only she's motivation. She's begging him to catch her up with him. She's got her own thing going on. So she's very much a match for the doctor and very much an equal. I, it's very revealing that one of her best qualities is that she's young. That's like, yeah, she's young. She's beautiful. She's sexy. <laughs> oh, damn. Beautiful and sexy. She sounds really But cool. unlike the other companions, she's also a noble woman. So that makes her the equal of the doctor. She's very, it's like she's when, very she's the president elect of the council of time lords when you yeah. have to justify like this character by like being born into the aristocracy and that's why she's the doctor's equal i don't know about that one like we like this show is so fucking jerk off the doctor 100 percent of the time which is by the way what she wants to do yeah. uh, but like <laughs> never at stop. least at least the show is constantly giving us it's like showing us why the doctor is cool like why the doctor why you'd want to jerk you know him off, we yeah. are why you'd want to jerk him off like i don't want to jerk him off but like the show is is like look at all the cool things he can do look he's had so much life experience he's seen and been everywhere wow very cool and it's like this lady I... 
This lady is... I I hate her. I hate her very much. I can't stand her. I do want to say, while I didn't like Christina and I didn't like her relationship with the Doctor, I did like the Doctor in this episode. I I did want to jerk him off from beginning (laughs) to end. Once, like... My enjoyment of the Doctor seems to be uh, correlated by how much he's willing to explain his his logic and his thinking. And this is why I, I kind of liked um, Remembrance of the Daleks' Seventh Doctor a lot, because he's not, like, obfuscating things beyond a certain point. When until, it's like, until the very end, where he's like, look at this surprise <laughs> genocide. <laughs> That's well, why he rocks. Well, you could... But like he's 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 up to the reason he's not telling people anything is because he's doing something very morally dubious by by which I mean right he's, as opposed to as opposed to the eleventh Doctor in Flesh and I'm Stone doing where he's like thing. I'm not going to tell you what I'm thinking because I want it to be a surprise to the viewers <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like like he, the Doctor at his core is like a problem solver uh, that's like his best quality is that he he can solve any problem mm-hmm. and and. When he is willing to tell you why or what he's doing and, like, make it make sense. This is why I hate Sherlock so much. It's because he refuses to explain any of the things that he's thinking of at any time until he reveals how smart and cool he is by solving Mm -hmm. the problem off screen. So if he's going to solve the problem on screen by saying, here, we need this crystal to fix our fix our bus because I'm going to turn the bus into a ship and fly it back to Earth. That's like, cool, okay, whatever. I like it. Um, you're not annoying the shit out of me by being cryptic for no reason. Well, um, back on the subject of the crystal, she gets to the bottom, uh, and, uh, she says something about, like, oh, I need this money because my dad lost it all, and he says, nice try, this isn't something you steal when you need money, this kind of theft doing this is a lifestyle. Fun. Which is, <laughs> I do like the idea that it's like, oh no, <laughs> My dad is in financial trouble. I have to steal a goblet from the museum. Um, uh, but then he acknowledges that he stole his TARDIS, which is news to me. Oh, yeah. And then I, they I do hear a nasty, yeah, gross pretty- noise. And he says, he says, come back up. But she says, I need the crystal. This is where we find out why their ship crashed. Because they sucked up the stingrays through their vents. And now one of them is stuck in the engine. Uh... And this is where the fucking temperature thing becomes so important, important, because why is the stingray not moving? Because uh, it's, it's cold. cold! But it's it's a very sensitive time, because apparently it's cold, but the body temperature of Lady Christina D'Souza, original character Donatio, is just enough to bring the body, the, the heat of the room, the ambient temperature, up to stingray activation and temperatures. And she takes this opportunity to be like... <laughs> I have that effect. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Matt Smith voice. Shut up! Uh, she grabs the crystal, and the doctor's like, "No, no, no! Don't just take the crystal. Take the plate thing it's attached to as well. We need those." And then he presses the go up fast button that she wasn't using to go down slow. But she, but on her way up, she pushes Chekhov's red button to <laughs> I love that close button. the security field on the stingray, and that's why it was there in the first. Place. But because the stingray has exoskeleton it doesn't get vaporized it just smashes into it and there it's still alive on the ship and there may even be more than one and wow oh my god they take the they take the the thing on their way out the wait i think i'm skipping some stuff maybe they oh this is this is ridiculous they go back to the tritivore captain right and he's like he's like oh i will not leave my ship behind and 
they're like, but the the stingray, there might be more than one. They can eat through the metal. They're gonna get to us. It's not safe. And then the the captain's like, oh, okay, fine. Blah, 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 blah. And then they turn to leave, and the stingray crashes through the ceiling and eats them both, both of the tritophores. But so, one more thing, bye. one more thing, I need to, to comment on this. They're like, we can't leave the ship. The doctor's like, a captain can never leave a ship. And then, uh, and then, so I think Christina says, we can find a place for you on Earth. Bro, he's got a time machine that takes you anywhere in space. Just take him back to the planet he's from. Why are they, like, rehoming these fly people? Well, good news. They're not because they're they gonna be are dead. fucking dead. I want to see the episode where the two tritivores experience, like, prejudice on planet Earth because they're gross, shit-eating oh, fly people so and no one wants to hang around them. I want to, I want to hear what these writers see. have to say about racial injustice. I want the sitcom about <laughs> uh, where they rehouse the tritivores with two human rooms mates and chaos and comedy it's <laughs> that's one of the like 10 billion are you Doctor eating are you with three's crappany you can save a lot of money on water bills if you just don't flush the toilets and let, the <laughs> let the <laughs> all right Jesus i'm Christ. all done get in there boys i want to see get the episode her. where they go to the tritivore home planet <laughs> which is just a big ball of shit in space <laughs> planet doo-doo <laughs> Uh, let's see. They go. That back was the to... one planet that uh, that Sim Shaw didn't want to put in a crystal. <laughs> Stinky. Stinky. Yucko, be you. That's the prank. That's the like trick that they pull on the <laughs> on the end is that they get the the ux to pull planet doo doo through the portal, and he goes ew, and, he, and then he gives up and he <laughs> quits his job. So they they run back to the bus. Uh, Malcolm. The, I this got a chuckle out of me when Malcolm calls the doctor and he goes, "Not now, Malcolm." And Malcolm just says, "Fair enough," and hangs up. Uh, and then it. he he uh, he takes. He's like, "Actually, we didn't need this crystal. I just needed these clamps." These I love when he just like hooks the crystal aside. Like, won't be needing this anymore. Uh, he attaches. I was surprised though. I really thought that Christina was going to grab it. Me like, too. I was this. like, wait. I thought this would be valuable for her because it's, it's a shiny object. It's really weird that she doesn't it's take character it. development because um, she learns the value. She's like, what can I possibly? She's like, I'll leave this here in honor of of driving the bus driver. <laughs> so he puts he the clamps. Crystals. He puts the clamps on the wheels. He puts the big big clamp on the steering wheel. Uh, and then uh, they're gonna fly the bus through, but unfortunately, there's they don't have the necessary component that will make it work. He needs something gold, something metallic and malleable, and gold and expensive and nine and goblet shaped. And, and then okay, she's this like, is really funny though because uh, first of all, Barclay comes over and he's like, "You need something gold? You can use my watch." And the doctor's like, "Fake." Oh, they they saw you coming, didn't they? That is what I'm talking <laughs> about. Really he just keeps bullying this guy. Yeah. But this is the part that I love where Christina is like, okay, she hands him the goblet and says, just be careful with it. And he says, okay, I promise. And he just starts beating the really shit funny. out of it. This was the highlight hammer. of the episode. Very, pretty me. good. Pretty, pretty funny. Uh, now I need to, I need to cinnamon sins this because the doctor tells Malcolm, as soon as we pass through that portal, you need to close it behind us because there's going to be big stingray monsters after us. And, and then what happens next is that the captain is like, no, don't listen to him. Point's we love gun. the doctor. We clap for him every day, and we'll clap for him every day after this in honor of in him honor. when we kill him. We gotta kill him. But, 
But you need to clone close that wormhole right now. We can't risk waiting. Close the because... wormhole or I will kill you. And then he says no. Yeah, she and puts then a gun in his face. There's no consequences to him waiting long enough for the doctor to come back. And through. he says, no, I won't. And she's like, okay, fine. And then the doctor <laughs> flies. Oh, yeah, they, the, they're anti-gravity clamps. Did I not mention? They, the this bus is flies. so zany. This is so zany. I did really like the shot of them, like, looking at, like, through the side mirror of the bus at the It is stingers. literally playing, like, Christmas music, Santa sleigh, elf music as he flies this bus through the wormhole and everyone smiles and claps and says, Wee! We're but then, flying! This is what we're I don't flying. get is that, is that the captain was like, close it now! And then he's like, no. no. And then the bus flies through and then the doctor's like, close it now! And Malcolm's like, what? What? And then they leave it open for a minute. Why do they leave it open? Well, because we need to have a scene of the unit guys... <laughs> go, we gotta go, see go. them shoot down just, exactly just... three of these stingrays coming through. I like the part where the captain says, our guns aren't working on the stingrays, and then their guns work on the stingrays. <laughs> I don't know what the point of that was. I thought was. the thing was going to be like, they closed the wormhole, and it's like, oh, they were a hive mind, and they're cut off from the rest of their race, and they all shut down. Become no, they nice, just, and then they get an apartment. They just shoot They just shoot them enough, and they die. So I don't understand, like... Yeah, that was written by Gareth Roberts. Padding. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright Gareth Roberts. Uh, I like when the bus flies through the wormhole and the and the doctor has to like swerve up so they don't like take the heads off of all the unit soldiers. When did they start clapping? Is it when the bus flies through? Uh, let me let it... me see. I got it in my notes each time it happens. Um, the yeah, the stingrays come out. This is where Malcolm is like, oh, I'll close it. Oh and then my god, comedy, this is the funny, part where he's like, okay, ext- I'll close it, and he pushes a button, his computer explodes, he grabs a fire extinguisher, and he, like, flails around so for a funny. while. Okay, he pushes a button to close the wormhole, which he can do, and then the computer catches fire, and then the doctor calls him on the phone and tells him to close the wormhole, and then he pushes a different button, and then the wormhole closes. But the like, doctor says, increase the signal by 500 Bernards. So. I am once again asking you to close the wormhole. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, then they shoot the stingrays down, which, with guns that don't work, but then the guns work, um, and they save the day, and then, uh... Oh my god, I don't even remember this fucking part where, that she's talking about, but, but Christina, like, leans over to the doctor and says, you know, when I said I hated you, I was lying. You were fucking sucking his dick the whole episode, what are you talking about? I hate this. She's so, she's so fanfiction-y! Oh, I hate gives you, him God. A like, big it's, oh, sloppy uh, kiss on the lips. Big slopperoo, tongue, yeah. tongue kissing. So the Nathan, doctor. the youngest guy on the bus, uh, thanks the bus driver and jumps out. <laughs> is the bus still in the air? <laughs> Has anyone noticed that the bus is <laughs> flying? Has anyone pointed that one oh. out? <laughs> oh, I see, Sam. Are you a fucking zoomer? <laughs> yeah, I'm younger than you. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a good, that was a good joke. I liked it. I did like the part where but they're like, our weapons aren't working, so the doctor just starts, like, crashing the bus into them, which I don't know is a good idea, considering we know that they eat metal. They're, they're flying, they're flying this bus around above London, in the skies of London, crashing it, and, like, there's, I need to know what this looks like for the people. And, and if you're in London, you're hearing the sounds of air missiles, like, like shooting <laughs> guns. And then you look up and you see a flying, like, this is zany too much for me. I'm going to bed. I can't handle this right now. He then lands the bus. Uh, oh, 
I did think it was a little bit fucked after she kisses him when he like he like does his bus driver impression. He's like, "All right, folks, we're pulling into London." I'm and I'm like, "Man, he died <laughs> too soon." Are you talking about bus driver racism? He died yeah. because of you. you can't talk about like he died. <laughs> no, the doctor tried he, to stop. He him. made his choice. He made his but choice, he, and he's in hell. Well, now. but he brought him into the wormhole. Like otherwise, he would have like driven somewhere else. That is that is actually true. Oh, I don't know if we even mentioned that his detector thing is why the wormhole yeah. opened. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Um. Let's see. They land. They land the bus, land. and everyone applauds. Do you actually? I've heard that you know twice a day, whenever the, uh, like at eight o'clock sharp every single day, every British person goes out on their balcony and claps for the. Yeah, doctor. they're still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> they have a big boat doing donuts for the doctors. <laughs> so uh, Prince they, Charles they or land, now King uh, Charles like comes out and acts as like he's clapping for the first time in his life. <laughs> Wow, they King land Charles and the unit guys everything. tell them like, okay, everyone right this way for screening and debriefing. I did like when the doctor just like flashes his psychic paper and just says, I don't count. Um, then we get a funny scene where funny Malcolm, the funny scientist of com- a oh, comedy PhD so comes out and he says, he hugs the doctor and he says, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you for just enough time to pad up <laughs> an extra 30 seconds. Literally every episode. character has they every line that every character says they have to say it 10 times. Yeah. It's like, it's like Ricky on the secret life. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Amy. I told you I love you. Uh, Captain Magambo salutes the doctor and says, I salute you, so we know she's <laughs> saluting There is something him. so funny about people literally clapping and <laughs> sl- literally saluting the doctor. Like, this is a joke that we would make of, I am saluting. I literally, in my head for this entire episode, I've just been hearing the Harry Potter, cr- the, like, It's the scene at the end where Hagrid shows up and everyone claps and laughs and claps and salutes for 30 fucking minutes the problem that he created like i don't know why this is so clapworthy but nobody yeah everybody lived except for that <laughs> well he's <laughs> like he saved cla- the tritivores and the bus driver yeah but oh. they don't know that like you the the people on earth don't care about the tritivores they don't care about working <laughs> the working class they, the there bus. was a part i didn't we didn't mention this but when the when his skeleton like falls through the portal they like go through the dust and they're like this was the bus driver <laughs> <laughs> of course I think they found like his his incineration proof bus driver badge or something. Uh, the doctor is like, well, you know, the creatures are gonna keep doing their thing, making big wormholes. It's how they survive. So I'm just gonna send them to uninhabited planets somehow, some way, and hope they never yeah, show up again. Yeah, no, no elaboration on that. I will direct their wormholes. The doctor gets Nathan and Barclay hired at unit. So and says weird. they're like elite because he didn't because one of them didn't fix the bus and one of them <laughs> because sat Barclay has an NVQ in in like car repair and, and Nathan, Nathan is, is unemployed. unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the, uh, at this it's point, the least he can do to get these guys like employed at a probably very extremely dangerous job. At uh-huh. this point, uh, the captain is like, "I've got a surprise for and you." He goes, he goes, he goes up to cap- the captain. He's like. And if and if you can do anything for Lou's gravy, <laughs> I hear they're using the the like instant gravy. We need to get these guys a cooking class or something. 
Um, can you get them some kitchen accomplice beef? Can you get them like a? Can you get them like a fifty dollar gift card to grocery store chain? Better than bouillon. Oh, that stuff is good. Actually, I love better than bouillon. I hardly endorse that product. <laughs> is that um, a brand? Yeah, better than bouillon. It's like a. It's like you, you buy a jar of it and then you never ever need to buy chicken stock at the oh, store I ever thought, again. I thought that I, I must have seen it and just forgotten. Uh, that it's a you just product. put a, like a you put like a, a teaspoon. You put like a pe- teaspoon of it into a pot of hot water and then you have chicken stock. It's amazing. But other um, options are available. I don't know if other options are available for other options like are available. I think that's the only product that works. I mean, you could use like stock. That's the only product, that's the <laughs> the only product. product that the BBC is allowed to endorse. <laughs> Better than bouillon. There are no other options available. I've just, I've just turned into fucking, what's that guy's name? Chef John. something. What's that guy's name? Chef Jean. No, the, uh, Chef. Oh, Michael. Jean Pierre. Mar- yeah. Marco Pierre White. And I'm just here shilling for my favorite stock cup cube company. And just add a little bit of Pittsman's mustard. Not, not <laughs> so, a little uh, bit. The... Chef Marco rubs like two to three whole cubes on his uh, chickens. Every single day. You yeah. have to rub like it's, chicken uh... stocking on the chicken so that it tastes more like chicken. And then pour like a whole bottle. So Christina's yeah. getting scanned. Uh, oh yeah, this is where they're like, Doctor, we have a surprise for you. It is so funny how this is the second time if, of like six episodes we watched where a person has picked up the TARDIS and moved it away like... Like, okay, this is so funny though because I the whole time I was just like, Unit is just they're just like a slightly tweaked version of the of fucking Torch- Torchwood oh, yeah. Institute. But, they take his TARDIS, they put it in a big bag, but they they're clap like nice and applaud Torchwood. for him. They, they're like nice Torchwood, they like him, and they're not they seemingly aren't as racist as Torchwood and like imperialist as Torchwood. They and also don't, apparently they were they around don't fuck. in the like that's the main difference. They don't they're not bisect. I have <laughs> I, it literally one of my biggest mysteries, uh Janosch, is how does Torchwood go from we don't even use the metric system because we want to recreate the British Empire and we're so xenophobic and racist to we are we like to kiss boys and girls and Jack Harkness is like getting sloppy toppy from an ood or something. <laughs> it's literally like, like how does that? Well, if we get to like two hundred and fifty dollars on Patreon.com slash Potting Bros, then we'll start watching Torchwood. How does that happen? Does Torchwood only happen? Does that only happen on the show Torchwood, or do we see that that like progressive transformation I don't on the think, show? Like, in the in the I show, there's only like Jack Harkness always says like things about how he's uh fucking everything, like even aliens, and that's a cool bisexual moment. Like, does is well, it donate just a, to our Patreon if you but, want? Yeah. Us to but like on the extra Torchwood, I've only seen like the first episode and fucking sucked. I heard it gets better in the later seasons, but like it's like they're like really shoving like sex in your face like immediately, so you know that this isn't your granddaddy's Doctor Who. Play with her three alien asses. Sex in her face. Anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, I. I did want to say, uh, because the captain says that they found his TARDIS in the gardens of Buckingham Palace, which does imply that he was fucking the Queen again, because we know that he loves to do that. Mm-hmm. He's just showing up. It, every year he shows up for his annual <laughs> fucking pussy blast the Queen. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> we might get executed for that one. Good. So, uh, Come and get me. <laughs> Christina, like, runs over to the doctor, and she's like, can I be your new companion? Please, please, please. Can I be a, a, a series regular? And he says, no, no way. No, you're really annoying. We cut to the detective who's still here, and he's like, hey, oi, no. <laughs> I was like, really disappointed, because I we watched the doctor, like, deadpan, stone-cold stare at Christina as she gets arrested, and I was really hoping that it was just going to be left at yeah, that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he's just like, goodbye. 
But yeah, she's like, please, you have to let me get in your TARDIS right now or I'll go to prison. I o- she says, like, I only steal things for the adventure. I don't have to steal things anymore if you take me with you. And we're exactly the same. And there's only Another one thing we have in common. And then he says uh, that he's he's lost everyone he's I've ever traveled with, which I do know is not true, but They're I'm assuming dead. that he's lost a lot of companions recently. Literally, uh, like, they are constantly coming back in, in specials. Like, I don't know. We literally saw assu- Ace well, well, we saw the Army of Ghosts is at the end of Series 3, and... Uh, uh, yeah, Rose Tyler, this is how I Rose died. says that this is the story of how I died. I'm assuming that Series 4, just every episode, a companion dies. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, it's like, it's just like... <laughs> I don't- Hi, I'm Martha. Hi, I'm Donna. Hi, I'm Trengla. Hi, I'm <laughs> I think there was like I think there was Granddad one Prentice. companion who died like in the classic series. Exactly one. I was going to say, have I I'm trying to think back if there were any companions that I know of who like He's got a doctor I don't stop like going to ones. wars and just like meet Elvis or something. We literally, I told you on an episode, Sam, that we see Sarah Jane, like old lady Sarah Jane from the Tom Baker specials and K-9, who are still alive and old and kicking and, and, and she was around, she outlived her actress's natural lifespan. Like they, what, what is he Again, talking T- about? Tegan and Ace were in the most recent special that aired. The Doctor does something, does something even worse than death happening to these companions and it's the friend zone. <laughs> they don't get his dick i friend zoned so many people so the detective runs over and arrests her uh carmen and lou walk by and then we get a very important sounding line from carmen where she says be careful doctor your song is ending it is returning, it is through, returning the dark. through the dark he will knock four times knock four times he's the drums the tr- drums of war i remember some bongos uh, and then she, uh, she says that, and then he says, "Okay, enjoy your chops and gravy, goodbye." Um, and then, as uh, as Christina is getting handcuffed and put into a police car uh, by the world's most incompetent police detective, um, classic character, he points he points the sonic screwdriver at her, which unlocks her handcuffs. And what I thought was going to happen was that we were going to be left at that, where it's like, "Oh, she's going to get out because she's not handcuffed." But no, she literally she just, just immediately walks out, jumps out, gets on the flying bus and flies it away and everyone literally applauds this is so fucked up because like the detective is chasing after her and he's like stop her stop her there's dozens of police and unit soldiers who just watch her run away and basically she closes the door of the bus and they're just knocking on it i'm pretty sure you can push those things open with your hands I did like the line though where the detective is like, Doctor, if you if you help her escape, you'll be charged with aiding and abetting and he says, Okay, I'll go arrest myself. Let me just step into this police box. I did like that. But like literally as she gets on the flying bus, everyone starts <laughs> cheering and clapping for yes, her. Yes, everyone claps and cheers. For the the fucking... Just like the doctor, so she deserves like as much claps as him. I'm so I think, done I think with all it. of us are cancelled for, good, but especially the two goodbye. of you women. Yeah, we're very, we're very misogynist. And but 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 wait, it's not over because she pulls aside and pauses and opens the door <laughs> so goofy. or the window or whatever, and she's like, "Doctor, we could have been great together." This is and like he says, her. We reject- were, and then she flies off into the night, and everyone cheers <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time on Doctor Who, people scream and shoot water out of their hands. 
Next time on Doctor Who, people are still there on the highway clapping it's, for Christina yeah, D'Souza. It's very funny that there's, like, no... Like, there's no fans who are, like... No there's resistance. No, there, it doesn't, like, constantly go viral when someone posts... Uh, an image of like Michelle Ryan uh, in Doctor Who and with the caption, what we could have had. And it's like, it's like 10 billion. <laughs> people are just waiting. Yeah, people are just waiting for her to come back for a special event. Yeah. Anyway, I look forward to randoming our next episode, and it's like s- three seasons later, and they're still clapping <laughs> on the freeway. Um, the doctor keeps remembering. Well, speaking how of which, great, like speaking of, sorry, I have to just, I have to just uh, remind her. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show. I get like, like when they were like, she's a perfect companion. She's young. She's beautiful. The new Doctor Who companion for the new Doctor was born in like 2007. Like they get younger. They get younger every. <laughs> I season. don't know the companion. Yeah. Rose the Tyler, Billy Piper slash Rose Tyler was 19. When she started Jesus. on Doctor Who, like, why are they so? Baby? I, lo- I look forward. <laughs> I look forward to uh, the sixteenth Doctor, played by Joe Brand, with her four-year-old companion. It would, it would literally be so. They good had, if Joe Brand was the. They doctor. had child companions, like in the classic series. I know. I was gonna say. I would at at this point. I would literally love it if there was like the boy genius from. Columbo there was a boy genius a character. Everyone hated. Him. Hell yes! Give me that now. I do not need. The doctor doing kisses on like a teenaged girl anymore. I well, don't how about that. I? How about I tell you what we're gonna get next? Oh, can we please get either an Ecclesode or a Capaldisode? I need it right now. No, the fuck I actually out. took those out of the pool. <laughs> oh. It would make uh, a lot of sense. Oh, uh, my letter grade for this episode. It's a C. 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 I liked I it gonna... enough while I was watching it, but literally, it was not yeah, good. C. I was I was thinking to myself C plus, and then as we talked about it and talked about how annoying the companion was this week, I downgraded it to a C as yeah. well. It in my head. Was, it was entertaining enough to watch, but it's, know, like, it's like it's completely. I liked I liked how much of it was about a. I liked how much of it was about a bus. <laughs> that was very funny. Yeah. It was a bus transportation, bus centric episode. I'm giving it a like. I'm giving it a virtue signaling woke like D because of the transphobia of the writer. <laughs> so that's why I'm I'm a better uh, leftist and ally than both of you. So there you have it. <laughs> All right. Well, the good news is we never have to watch this episode again. <laughs> but what we do have to watch is. I'm so excited. Oh, not it's not an episode. Uh, we have got a tenant sode. Okay. Series three, episode three, gridlock. I love this one! <laughs> I've been waiting for this one. I'm so excited. This is Yay. one of the episodes I actually remember from my time <gasps> watching the show. Ardell O'Hanlon's in this. Oh my god, Ardell O'Hanlon's- Oh fuck yes. Sam? This is a this is one I'm so excited to talk oh, about, Jesus and uh, yeah, Yamash, I believe this is I think this is the episode where we learn about the origins of the face of Bo Fantastic. at the end of it. This is oh I, I, my I'm not sure fucking I would Christ! Call this a good episode, but it's a it's memorable a good, episode that's going to be it's good. Stuck podcast in content. my brain from it's going to be good podcasting. Holy shit! I'm so excited. This is literally like when I was going through my head thinking about what episodes of Doctor Who I remember. One of the major ones is I remember. It's Gridlock definitely memorable. Because it's got a fucking buck wild premise. Who's the companion in this one? Is this a Martha? Oh, episode? it's a it's a Martha episode. Oh, I remember liking Martha. Oh my god, this is gonna be good. I can't. All wait. right, I'm Holy I'm excited. Um, let's let's wrap this up. We got some Patreon stuff to get through. One dollar a month. 
Gets you all of our bonus content. We're currently watching classic Doctor Who. We just finished Remembrance of the Daleks with the seventh Doctor. We're going to meet the fourth Doctor next week which is with a serial that is apparently not very good. Uh, that also gets you a mildly special Discord role marking you as a... What was it? Hmm? Oh, uh, lightly coated in slime. Yeah, lightly That's coated right. in slime. $5 gets you a pretty special Discord role marking you as entirely covered in slime. And you can send us a message that we'll read in one of our funny voices. And you also get a shout out on the podcast. $10 makes you a companion of the show made of slime... Uh, which lets you listen to our podcast live while we record it. Thank you to our $10 and $5 subscribers, Cassidy, Destryhawk, H. Cabe, Colin Paget, Arnold, Dan Big Challenge, Silva, JCH, Roy, Stephanie B., Stephanie Karen, and Tasty C. Sponge. We got a message this week, Jordan. It's for you. Oh, boy. This is a request from Dan for you to read something in Kyle voice. Oh, no. What do you got for us, Dan? Send this your way. <laughs> I was hoping for this one day. Um, ba, 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 bo, bo, go. B, bo, be, ba, bo. Bebo, bogo, spinted. Bobby, bo, ba. And that, of course, is a classic quote from Thancred Waters from Final Fantasy fourteen. I can see why this game is so beloved for its bogo writing. Bogo, spinted. Well, uh, that's that's the end of our episode. Janos, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on. I'm going to say, uh, I looked thank up you. this... You're, you're on a lot of uh, podcasts, so please plug plug whichever ones okay, you I'm want. Gonna, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to yeah. say, I looked up the episode you're going to cover for the Patreon, and you just missed the mark because the one that comes before is probably my favorite episode of the show. Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh. Um, well, also, a, I just remembered this there's is There's like not... a one in 300 chance of us yep. getting it next time. Also, I, I just want to clarify, I just remember this is not the episode where we learn about the origin of the face of Bo, but it's... yeah. But anyway. this is the episode of our it. podcast where we learn about the ba-ba-ba-bo-bo. Bo, the face of Bogo Spintus. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I have a ton of <laughs> podcast stuff, some some more active, some less currently. You should check out... Uh, the one I want to shout out is, well, if you like British cultural icons... Uh, you should check out Watches the Watch, uh, in which we read through all of Terry Pratchett's Discworld novels. What, uh, what book are you on right now? We're on Thief of Time currently, which is Ooh. a really good one. <laughs> I need to get back to Discworld. I have, I, I haven't. You're like right I haven't read any of them. I think really I would like off. them, but I haven't read them yet. I haven't, I've just, I, I, I finished Reaper Man, and I don't remember what book comes after that, but. Did you get to uh, fuck, Small Discord Gods yet? So oh, Small Gods is one that's like, I'm really excited about. Yeah, that's coming pretty soon. And the, uh, you should check out my podcast, The Quote Killer Chronicles, which we're about to wrap up. We've been through a lot. Uh, we're reading, uh, the, uh, The Wise Man's Fear currently, Patrick Rothfuss's second book of the King Killer Chronicles. I heard and that it's you really I fucking really, like, love them, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Friend of the McElroy brothers, Patrick Rothfuss. Yep. I I can't Noted comment on pervert. that. It means absolutely nothing to me. Uh, and uh, I'm going to shout out one more podcast I do, A Song of Babies and Puppies, uh, which we do uh, A Song of Ice and Fire, as you might have guessed. Do you, like those, do you like those terrible, shitty books? Those bad books? Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're pretty good. Uh, anything else you want to say before I wrap this up? Uh, no, we, we're on the noise. Oh, we have hot Patreon. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> we have to, to uh, yeah, that's right. Patrons. You can find us on, on uh, Twitter at Potting Bros, co-host at Dr. Huh. 
I do. I did make a co-host for Potting Bros. I don't remember if I said that. I have. There's nothing on there yet, but there it is. We're on Tumblr at Doctor Huh. I'm on co-host of Positive Stress. You can follow our Tumblr on Doctor Huh, where I where I frequently struggle to use Tumblr correctly and accidentally put stuff on the on Doctor Huh that I meant to put on my main blog. So, oops. <laughs> I like posted some Final Fantasy fourteen fan art. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. I bet the four <laughs> followers Bobo Bogos Binton. I bet people would love to see this doc- Final Fantasy fan art. Review us on whatever thing if you can. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Recommend Please. us to a friend because we always like to have people listening to our podcast. And we want to be lot. the most famous podcast in we the wanna world. Be, we want to be Adam Carolla too, baby. <laughs> Finally, someone is going to fill the void that Adam Car- is he still, I don't know if he still does his thing. Anyway, uh, we're hosted on noisepace.xyz where you can listen to other podcasts. Like the many that we just wait those aren't all uh, no i'm so fucking stupid uh there's good ones like uh zero to zero which i've recently picked up i was listening to the catwoman episodes and i watched the basketball scene and it was very challenging so scandalous with all 136 cuts in that two minute long scene You can listen to Draining the Swamp about MASH. You can listen to Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. You can listen to Picking Up Something Good, which is currently doing Steely Dan Sember. Happy Dan Sember. Check it out. Speaking of Dan, you can listen to Sonic Shuffle about Sonic. (laughs) I don't don't know that Dan was in Steely Dan, but yeah, check out those podcasts. No, but Dan is the name of Dan who does Sonic Shuffle. No, I got it. Speaking of Dan, I said. Well, bad... Bad news. Bad news is that I have to do this prayer with another person. Uh, you did here. not thank our patrons. I literally you. did. Oh, okay. Did I forget? My bad. <laughs> he did do that. Thank him again. No. Well, he did. That. Well, can Folks, you? Uh, it's time. It's time for us all rise. Is that what you do when people say prayers? All rise for for. Uh, yeah, for sometimes we conclude our our podcast with our with our evening prayer. Yes. Uh... This is genuinely really embarrassing to do with another person here. May your life... (laughs) Janusz, can you log off? May your life flow like a river. May your days smell sweet as a rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack, Harkness. And may the doctor light your path through time. Amen. Fucking hell. They say it at cons. I just, I'll, ne- I'll never, ever, ever get over the fact that Ace is in there. No other classic companion. <laughs> like she's the best. They one. just know that they just know that Ace is the best companion and that she rules and that we love her. So she gets a bye, shout out. bye. bye. bye.